listening to episode 266 of the Major Issues Podcast. A-Rob the Marvel God is back with some news and speculation. And we'll be talking about comic book characters that are in need of a live-action reboot. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and straight from the dark dimension, after being held by the ruler Dormammu himself, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, our seer. The eyes of the Major Issues podcast, the astonishing, the fantastic, the spectacular, and hopefully semi-healed, A-Rob, the Marvel God. Welcome back, brother. Are you stupid, Mr. Man? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 I'm I'm a man. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for real. I've been in the Dark Dimension, the Shadow Realm, the goddamn Quantum (laughs) Realm. I was in the Omniverse and the Overvoid. I was everywhere, man. (laughs) I was everywhere. But I I came back. I'm back. And we are semi-healed. And we have major issues. (laughs) You say you're still not healed. (laughs) We semi-healed. I almost snagged the healing factor. I almost got one. But Wolverine took it back for Deadpool 3, which is basically Wolverine 10. But we're going to get into that later. Yes, 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 we will. We will, we will. We have Wakanda Forever News, Spider-Man 4, Star Wars, Deadpool 3, Wolver- slash Wolverine 2, Ant-Man Quantumania, and some more Marvel news. But first and foremost, that Wakanda Forever News, if you believe it under a rock or your name is Patrick Starr, if you didn't know, yeah. our girl, our auntie, Angela Bassett, has won one Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. The first one wait, for the MCU. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We do something a little bit special here on the Major oh, Issue word? Podcast. Yes, we do. Oh, man, because, because if we're going to, he's been gone for a while, we got to roll out the red carpet. Because while he's been gone, my man has scoured the multiverse. He's looked far. He's looked long. He's looked hard at the best pieces of news, speculation, rumors, casting, and etc. Ladies and gentlemen, here is A-Rob the Marvel God with the news. I'm just saying that. I like that. I like <laughs> that intro. I like that. You know what? And we're going to go right back into the next That's it. Let's go right back into Mama Bassett. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Like, uh, she needs the introduction. She deserved this Golden Globe and the first MCU actor to win one. And it was well-deserved. We all called it. Everyone the community called it. And I'm glad. I'm She deserved it. She won back, won back in 1985. Wow, really? She's won it again. Yeah, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. And she deserved it. She's earned it. What's interesting... And let's see how I can. Na- I, I, I'm still. I'm still. I always feel like I'm still gonna get in trouble for doing Black Panther spoilers. So I'll say this very lightly. I know there was some per- parts of the script she may not have a hundred percent agreed with. Um, yeah. but I almost would argue that that's why she got the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the Oscar. The uh, what is it? Uh, what was it? The Golden Globe. But no, she should have deserved the Oscar. Like yeah. that's probably why she had the you know begrudgings against the script because like that original script for those who who've been on the internet who've been out here in the multiverse like us you know who, that original script it was heavy it was heavy 
and they had to redo that whole thing. I feel like she was really connected to that first script. Yeah. Just having to redo it all, you know. And, and, and the thing is, like, if in the first script her fate was different, I could totally see if they changed things being like, wait, what? What? Why? <laughs> wait, why? Yeah. why? Why? When did this come from? I don't want to. Yeah. But, um, uh, Coogler, like, I think Ryan Coogler was like one of the first persons she hugged when she, uh, when, when it was announced that she won and one of the first person that she thanked, you know, yep. it, it takes sometimes these visionary directors to put these people in a position to succeed. And, you know, she's done everything under the sun, bro. She has to have like, um, like Samuel L. Jackson level credits just in everything, oh, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, for sure. She's been out here acting since like literally the eighties. She's, yeah. she's been the most prolific actor who's just steadily had work in Hollywood. Honestly, top, top 20. Who's a steadily yeah. had work, and she's steady, and she's been playing everybody's mom for thirty years. Everybody's mom, grandma, auntie, every significant <laughs> historical figure. <laughs> like, oh my god, um, yeah. So that that that's big. This is like tangential to what you were just talking about. It doesn't have to do too much with comics, but I want to bring up Michelle Yeoh's um, Golden Globe oh as well. Yes, super yes, deserving yes, to her super freaking deserving man and uh she has been in shang chi you know they, um so there's there's ties there as far as comic books are concerned but more uh, so auntie. yeah the <laughs> film that she's in is explores the multiverse so we got multiversal movies winning uh, you know uh acclaimed awards huge hollywood accolades right it's about time I feel like uh, Heath Ledger paved the way for comic book movie, movies to win these huge awards, not just, you know, just regular, just, uh, I don't want to say regular movies, but, you know, those well-known movies, Godfather, Scarface, you know, Titanic, you know. Yeah, yeah. Comic book movies can win huge awards. Like, actors can win awards, too, you know, from these yeah. movies. Yeah. Not just sound and design. <laughs> my fate, one of my favorite Angela Bassett things in recent memory, like that she's done recently, I really liked her on AHS. I don't know if you've seen her on American Horror oh, Story. Yeah. But she's yes. like the voodoo queen. And every Man. time every time she comes on screen, they play like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's yep. Where where you want me to go, Angela? I'm, uh, I'm at your command. I'm with you. Right, I'm, I'm following you. Man, well, no matter where you go. You know, so congratulations <laughs> to uh, Angela for that. Right, shouts out to her. And also, let's give some, some shouts out to our boy, Peter. Finally, we get some news about the Spider-Man 4 production. Oh, right, snap. Right? Going got? into production later this year, into 2023, after it's announced, advanced pre-production and stages being finalized late of November of 2022, you know, they're finally going to be able to make their, hopefully make their release date of that December 25th. 24 date you know and yeah. those of you just you know hearing it for the first time now tom holland is about to head a huge budget for this movie are you hearing this 200 million dollars for this movie in context that is a lot of, that, of money i think no way home was about 160 165 huh and that had three spider-men yeah five of the six sinister six dr strange wong like and and that was a lot and, and you tell me Spider-Man 4, bare bones, Peter's going to have 200 million? That's a lot of money, I, man. I, 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 I marvel, Sony, what y'all doing here? But, you know, with pre-production finally just going into production, 
Finally, later this year, hopefully we get a synopsis or plot a trailer or something. I feel, bro, I did, I did forgot how far No Way Home went. No Way Home is sitting right now at one point nine billion. Jesus, I wasn't even aware. One point nine billion, very. It's got to be up like in the top five now, currently. Uh, I think, but I also know Mavericks up there <laughs> as well. So <laughs> that thing came through. Top Gun came through like a like a like a. Man, the boomers came out for Top Gun. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, if Tom, I mean, this franchise, like Spider Man, almost can't fail. And I know I say that as somebody who knows that there's been bad Spider Man movies out, but you really have to work hard to make it bad. Like I honestly feel like everything yes. about Spider Man just welcomes, uh, you know, children, adults alike. You know, the relationships that he has with his friends, with his loved ones, um, the responsibility stuff, like. There's something for everybody in a Spider-Man film. Um, Even with the spin-off properties, like it's still 100%. connected to the greater Spider-Verse. Of his I don't know universe. about the Sony spin-off properties. That's a whole nother thing. Bro, we're going to watch Craven this year. Are you ready for that? <laughs> Are you ready for that, man? I'm ready for the animal activist. God. Oh, yes. Animal act. Peter Craven. <laughs> Get ready for that. That's a thing. I really, I'm really, really hoping <laughs> it just goes full dark and just 180. It's all happy-go-lucky and then just boom, his life just shatters and goes yeah. full just just rambo on everything yeah i was wondering if his dad was the real like rough and tumble crazy you know what villain. amy pascal gonna be hear us yeah hear this <laughs> you know maybe he's an animal lover because his dad was such a you uh, know like a uh, big game ape. big game hunter Right, like just humans made to be the apex predator therefore we hunt everything but God. i mean like i mean like those people that like make like cups out of like bones and shit oh, like you know bro. like oh the, he's, oh, the he's, trophy hunters that just yeah 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 like, he's, the, oh, everything man, in his house is made out of some sort of animal bone or skin oh, there's an american uh, dad joke out there for that oh dear yeah yeah there's a lot of bones and skin out there in the world um yeah but 1.9 billion but yeah so you got to think people want to come back for it i don't know what story you tell um i don't know if you go back small or you go even bigger and if you were to go bigger i don't know where you go um, in my mind, the <laughs> there was many times where I felt like okay, so like for DC, their height is Crisis on Infinite Earths. There's also there's a, a myriad of other stories that they can tackle. But if you want to talk about like most heroes on screen, biggest stakes kind of stuff, we're going we're around Crisis. I feel yeah. like for Spider Man, it's Spider Verse. It's it's that it's more Lun. It's more so the comic than the than across, you know into the Spider Verse. Uh, it's more Lun. It's all that kind of stuff. You're gonna think that they're gonna want some distance from across the Spider Verse if they were to ever do that. But then how do you dribble the ball until you get there? What is he? You know, do you go from him fighting four of of you know four OG villains to like it's him against Stiltman or something? You know, like what what? <laughs> how do you maintain the the stakes and the tension? without going too far where you can't pull back is i guess uh what i'm asking if you know like if you want to guess <laughs> oh i think they're gonna... the director <laughs> well i have been out here in these leaks and just out here on reddit and twitter just trying to find everything from the salt from the real from the fact from the irreality i came up with a new word i'm trying to coin that put it on a shirt hashtag irreality anyway um i like it i think they're gonna they're gonna start like how you said they're gonna small bones that he's gonna be he's bare bones he doesn't have any friends no allies he had the Avengers. He was big time. Now he's going to be going back to that friendly neighborhood, Peter Parker, going back to truly what it means to be a true hero. He had a good template. He remembers all his experiences 
So he, he does have a good template there. And yeah. I think from there, as he has a probably, we're going, I'm calling it a new trilogy, as it grows to the calling it Death of Spider-Man, he's going to grow with his own Spider-Verse. Now that the Spider-Verse is here, it's established across both franchises. Yeah. They're probably going to make his own, him, Spider-Man have his own endgame. He was with the Avengers in their endgame. And Spider-Man literally can hold his own franchise on his own. He totally On can. his own. Just like Batman. just he is, His rogues gallery is just insane. And with him being alone, he has a whole new world of villains to make. But especially with Kingpin out here now on the ground <laughs> level, on the earthly yeah. level before, you know, Sam and Wong swoop him up to, you know, get ready for the big threats. <laughs> he is going to have to deal with his own stuff. He's going to meet probably, hopefully, greet the mill at MJ, probably run into an actual different Gwen Stacy or Black Cat. You know, there's room for him to grow. And with meeting new people comes all those famous storylines from the comics. And I do have faith they're probably going to do a version of Spider-Verse because, like you said, we've all we've seen all these villains. It's time to introduce someone new, someone fresh, someone that can actually push Peter to the brink and beyond. And then yeah. come back to threaten his whole, like, variant, like, existence. And that's the Inheritors. Spider-Verse. Morlun. Like, the, it, it, it has to go that way. It, the agree. only way to beat the death of Iron Man is the death of Spider-Man in the MCU, personally. Like, the, no other stakes can beat Endgame. That snap, I am Iron Man. That was the end-all, beat-all moment for the MCU. I'm not saying that's their high point, but for these past, up to this point, that was the high point. Yeah, and beat I agree. It's pretty damn high. <laughs> it is. It is. And they got to know, like, they're keeping people on the hook, right? So it's like, once they do that story, you might as well cast a new Spider-Man at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really believe that, too. We've seen this. We've had, we will have Tom Holland up until that point for 10 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Bring on Miles after that. Boom. You're 100% right. <laughs> yeah, that should, well, yeah next, that should be the next. Uh, that should be the next. That should be the easy next step. Like literally easy. They don't have to try. He <laughs> was already there. I don't know, own, man. It's Sony, coming. bro. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not saying that it's out of the realm of possibility for him to mess it up. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I keep that little grain of salt in the yeah. back of my pocket, just yeah. because you said something. <laughs> like, please, please, please don't mess it up. Please don't mess it up. Everything <laughs> is seemingly working. Just please. Just please don't 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 stumble. But speaking of the well, in the greater multiverse of it all, since we're all nerds and geeks out here, I traveled into another galaxy far, far away. I brought back some Star Wars news, fam. Oh. Some Star Wars news. We got some Mandalorian season three. What? Who's the man oh. in the best scar mask? It's the man Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, is that is that how that goes? <laughs> I mean, I I came up with I would I would <laughs> I would totally. We, we gotta talk. I gotta. I gotta get get you on the mic. Man, we going in the I, would, I, I would love a, a lyrical version. Cause I think there's a lyrical version of the Star Wars theme, right, or something like that. I know there's no. Nope, there is no track. lyrical version. I mean, for Duel of Fates with the Kara Besides that, there is no lyrics to like Star Wars songs. They're I don't like, know. Wait, wait. I come wait. up with some, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think. What? Oh, I put lyric Star Wars, and it came up. Lyric is a female Jedi trainee. Public <laughs> 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 or new? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. Uh, uh, you must use the force. I swore somebody wrote lyrics to the theme song, or maybe when um, maybe when uh, I think there's a in the holiday special. Uh, Leia sings some oh, song about yeah. Life Day. 
That sounds like the Star Wars theme song. There, there was an old. There, I do remember Carrie Fisher singing some old Star Wars songs. <laughs> yeah, you see, like <laughs> just randomness like that. But yeah, <laughs> but like yo, Mandalorian season three is coming out in no less than two months. Two months, and y'all can check out some new art that we're going to post on the CBC uh, page on Facebook, Instagram. Check it all out. It's out there. It's everywhere. He's looking glorious in his just fully decked out Beskar armor with baby Grogu on his back, just enjoying the fire and destruction that his, <laughs> his Mandalorian father is dishing he out. He does seem unfazed. <laughs> just entirely. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> My leg. It just... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all for it. And also, if, if you guys haven't you know, I'm still just tripping on. <laughs> oh my god. It's just and Pedro Pascal, you know, the actor who plays the Mandalorian has expressed interest in being a part of the MCU. Also joining him as besides him, other actors uh like Simon Pegg, Adam Sandler, uh Janelle Monet, and of course Keanu Reeves, uh Keanu Reeves, sorry, and Norman Reedus have also expressed interest in joining MCU recently. Like just I know why Norman Reedus did. Because they just closed The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's like, right. wait a minute. Hold on. Right I, haven't right. to, I haven't had to look at a resume. <laughs> in, in 10 years, I haven't had to look at a resume. I think 15, maybe? How long has The Walking Dead been on? Yeah, he, whoo, Obama was in office, I think. I <laughs> Yo, I, my, my mind is saying that the book was written in 03. Yeah, it was. Whoo, yeah, uh, it was like 01, 03. Um, the show starts in 2010. So, yeah, yeah, 13 years. 13 years. He hasn't had to look up a resume. I know he's been in other stuff, but, you know, everyone keeps saying the easy thing for him is Ghost Rider because of the motorcycle with uh, uh, Daryl Dixon. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And it's, it's literally... Norman Reedus has to be kind of foolish not to just Google himself in Ghost Rider and just see all the fan art and just say, you know Every what? Day. Okay, Every I'm going to get my agent on the line. Like Keanu, though? Mr. Sinister, bro. But the Mr. Sinister that's out now, the long haired fucking. Oh, but the cape with the, the drip. Bearded, yeah, the bearded, the bearded Sinister. I think he could kill that look. I really he think he would kill it at Mr. Nathaniel Essex. Is the, oh, he could kill it. He the... got the suaveness to it. You know, he has definitely has like the, the level of gravitas and authority. And like the vampiric look because he's like a, he was like an 18th century scientist, right? And Keanu and, Reeves and looked like a Victorian era. He's ageless. Like, yeah, his ass has been ageless <laughs> for 30 years now. So it all fits. I think they all can go. Now, I always make the joke, right? Because we see this that, that headline all the time. To me, the headline might as well read, uh, you know, certain actor really wants a job. <laughs> like really yes. a, a long-standing, high-paying job. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. It's like, yeah, yes, I would like to be in the MCU and be locked down for ten years. Whenever they call me, I just go over to. Now they don't even be sending people to other countries. You go into that virtual reality space where they make right the and stuff. Yeah, and they just get it all done and they shoot it and it's all done. That's why, like, sometimes I wonder if the other Star Wars shows are mad at the Mandalorian because. They they get away with the bare minimum on that show because you're interested in the characters. You're so interested in the characters Gosh. that the scope doesn't have to be all that big. We're defending a town. He has to get back. He lost something. He has to get it back. He has to go stop one person. You know, like it's it's very yeah. very small. That's what made Andor so good. Like that's what made it the greatest Star Wars property in I general because it it took away all the gravitas of the space battles and the lightsabers and the space wizards and like and it just just grounded it and just. This is what it's like as a regular person, as life, like pre 
like post republic pre-empire like pre this is the empire this is what life is this was going to be like and it's going to suck <laughs> like do you and it showed think, it um, do you think we'll get uh diego luna in the mcu Ooh man diego man i need a him and a lot of un-Hispanic actors, and just in general, <laughs> needed to come to the MCU because there's so many characters that just need to be played that yeah. just deserve that representation. Not just that representation aspect, but just those characters that can only be played truly in my mind by a Hispanic character. Like Richard Ryder, Nova. Yeah. I see him as a suave, like, yeah, like, no, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> hey, like, like, Gamora. Come on, you must come with me to Zanda. We must save Nova Prime. Like, you know, like, he like you know like um uh, like um t- like Antonio Banderas like it's not like that yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. just a smooth swapped space bearing motherfucker like yeah what about what about Miguel O'Hara ooh could he do Miguel O'Hara is he old is he too old well that's funny because Oscar Isaac plays him <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> yeah yeah he does he does in um Spider Verse and in the, like... and then the next one too as well yeah. Like I would love for the uh not the actor who plays Blue Beetle, but I want to say his father. Oh, forget his name. His father from um his father in real life or his father from uh I might Cobra be Kai. His Cobra Kai daddy. Um uh, maybe <laughs> I'm trying to think of his face. Because I say I keep thinking of Antonio Banderas for some reason. It's like oh Zorro. wow, he was in Zorro. he was in like he's been acting since he was a kid. I didn't know that. Um, right. The guy, the child, the guy who's gonna play um, Blue Beetle, he's been acting for ten years, wow. and he's well, he twenty-one. He's been acting since he was eleven. Wow. Um, he he on Cobra Kai plays Miguel Diaz. I don't know who Miguel Diaz. Let me see if I can find Miguel Diaz's father. <laughs> Miguel yeah, Diaz. Oh, Hector Salazar. Ah. Okay. okay. Wait. 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 That's a bad looking man there. <laughs> uh, his name. The actor's name is Luis Roberto Guzman. Luis <laughs> Guzman. Mm, Roberto Guzman. That man has a chiseled jaw. <laughs> bro this guy is out of control no but he totally yeah he yeah he's got a he's got a, a comic book jaw this man but yeah let's um i, I will always love more hispanics the only thing is there's not many not stereotypical hispanic <laughs> characters we have the uh, like i said on the occasion you have the miguel o'hara's and stuff like that but um, yeah, I would love to see a lot of those characters in the MCU. You got to think that Marvel's going to be washing their hands with with their old cast. Once, I mean, the entire mutant like population has to be cast. <laughs> you know, uh, thousands upon thousands, and that's that's all the representation right there. Just that's boom. you got to cast the X Men, and if you want to, you know, bust it wide open, the X Force. You know the new, new mutants. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. The 100%. Brotherhood. Yeah, the Brother the Marauders, the, the Hellions, right? the Morlocks the Club. Man, yeah, bruh. Oh, those everything we just said could be a movie or a project on its own. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what that's what Fox had in their hand. 
That was their issue. They could have done this all by themselves, but they, they just... did everything around Wolverine. And then they kept saying, uh, what about Dark Phoenix? Let's do Dark. You guys want to do Dark Phoenix? I thought we did it already. Yeah. Cool. A Hellfire Club movie will go so hard. So just hard. the elitist society, the shadow crossbones society or whatever, just pulling yeah. all the strings like, bruh. And that they're dark, so... like that. They they're dark, like they mess with Gene Grey's head and stuff like that. Like uh, Sebastian Shaw's a bad man, like it, a bad bruh, man. extremely bad man. And speaking of bad, we're still on the Star Wars news. Speaking of bad, the Bad Batch season two. If you guys haven't, you know, peeped down Disney Plus, it came out recently, just dropped. Yeah, you know, you watching it, up, boys? Oh yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge nerd. I love Hunter, Wrecker, Echo, Tech, and our girl Omega. They out here again, season two. The CGI, the story, the sound, the characters, all lovable, laughable. If you're a huge Star Wars fan, you appreciate just the prequel era, the you know, the Republic, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi, all the hello there, and you know, the I'm <laughs> grounded. Well, you know. And you watch the Clone Wars, and you appreciate Ahsoka, you appreciate Bad Batch. Bad Batch is probably one of the best shows they've created. Like, shouts out to Dave Filoni. Appreciate you, man. You're the Ke- yeah. you're the Kevin Feige of Star Wars, and I love you, man. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, ringtone is the little whistle from Mandalorian when the song starts. Dope. Like, that, like that. I don't know what it's called, because if I knew what it's called, I'd have a cleaner sample of it. But it's that weird sound effect that plays whenever, like, Something bad is about to happen. It's like a whistling. Oh, it's like the beginning like of the song. The cowboy coming in through the door. Yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah just stops. totally. I love it. It's from a flute or something. Some sort of. Right, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna send it to like, you. Yo, yeah, I please, you. please do. What I got, I got it from like um somebody was able to to uh, export the audio from uh Fortnite of him. And I guess when he when he does something funny or does something like gets an achievement or something, it plays. That's just the sound. <laughs> so I was able to get it from there, but I don't have like a clean. That's uh, hilarious. But yeah. Bad Bash though. Um, I hear it's it's uh really I hear that not only it's good, but it does the little Easter eggs to the bigger lore that a lot of people were wondering whether or not they were gonna keep from legends. Um and yeah, it's making a lot of fans feel rewarded for sticking on and knowing some of these characters as long as they have. Yeah, definitely. No. Like, and it's even introduced just the greater audience to, like you said, the old legends canon. Just even just making the old legends canon, like yeah. just from just the last season with Ahsoka Tano talking about General Thrawn, they introduced in the dark saber from the the Clone Wars. You know, make that that's actual canon. Like Grogu, like they're Bo-Katan. expanding this universe to a yeah. whole new like realm. They're just to introduce so much more and hopefully with the movies whenever they start a new trilogy you know it just busts the door wide open just this is the new star wars universe fuck the fuck the rainbow shit fuck that skywalker and shit that's not how we we're we're starting from mandalorian (laughs) just going from here (laughs) yeah because again like to take a to take a trope from like I, i can use both marvel and professional wrestling to make this analogy um if you build up things, you don't have to blow up the world for it to feel like the world is blown up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that Star Wars kind of has to get back down to get back up. Um, if you're not telling stories during the actual wars that are taking place, there's a lot of real quiet stories that you can tell. Um, they can get big, but they can be big in their unit. You know what I'm saying? Like that little rebellion yeah. in Andor at the end, 
It's like one rebellion on in one town, not even the entire planet, one town, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's how rebellions start. And I like seeing those more personal stories. After a while, you can kind of get. Bl- I mean, I want to see the the big, you know, dog fights and stuff too. But you can end up getting numb to all the spectacle if there's nothing really that you can sink your teeth into. Facts, facts, and I think that's what Star Wars is realizing by actually focusing on just you know solo projects with characters like the Ahsoka series, the Alkalite series, you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. They're focusing on characters and it's building from there the greater universe. So for there from there, they can just introduce, you know, those old legend characters or just character characters that we are familiar with and just introducing their story from the comics to the general audience that we never got in old movies. I was gonna say, I was gonna say something. I I don't want this to turn into a bigger discussion than it needs to. I, I initially was gonna say, well, you know, I don't think they've ever done a live action project centering around the female Jedi and how she traverses the world. But I guess technically that is the sequel trilogy. But I guess technically, like she wasn't really a practicing Jedi, so it's a whole thing. Right. It's a whole thing. I feel like the Ahsoka thing is gonna stand out because. Of how much that, I I don't I I uh, hesitate to use the word religion. How much that way of life means to her, the way of the Jedi yeah. from being trained uh, by Anakin and realizing how far he fell. We're really gonna get to see that play out. Whereas, um, Ray just kind of find out that they were real and then found out that she is one like the next day. <laughs> so. Right. I feel like there's I'm not a lot of weight her. there. Yeah. yeah nothing wrong, nothing so wrong with her. So yeah, no, there's nothing yeah. wrong with her. It's just, we were just introduced to her, just boom, and then we have to follow her for the next trilogy with yeah. no backstory, no nothing. And it was, that's what really hard fans, like hard to gravitate to her. But with Ahsoka, we grew with her for seven seasons mm-hmm. on a show. Then she was just introduced on Mandalorian. Then she was in Book of Boba Fett. So, you know, we're seeing this character grow. This is why we love her. Don't make us of course a random character on us, and then it's like no, not in this day and era. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> People no, like story. Real. People like origin. <laughs> People want to know how this person got to where they are. And speaking of that, bum, bum, bum. if you guys didn't know, Scott, you know, and the rest of the Ant Man family is about to end up in the quantum realm. Thanks to Cassie. They gonna die, baby. This is oh, the biggest Lord. fake out. That's the biggest fake out ever. Or they gonna die. I got five bucks on him. I think I got ten bucks on him dying though. So, I got I got five on Cassie, fifteen on uh no five on Cassie, ten on Scott, fifteen on Watts. Because the, 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 oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think oh, it's man, on the, I think it's in the old folks because oh, they no. there too. They can both. Oh get yeah, got. no. I was about to say that on, on <laughs> Hank and Janet, I both got twenty apiece. Twenty apiece on both of them. Because you guys didn't know the Ant Man Quantum Mania trailer just dropped. If you guys didn't know why we're talking about it, like so candidly, <laughs> the second nope. trailer dropping so much more Kang was just. Let just, me. Just, let, just, yeah, I was about to say. So a couple weeks ago, we saw our first look at uh, Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Mania. You had the Beatles, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, playing in the background. Got to see all the spectacle, Bill Murray, etc. They recently released another trailer. It's the Kang trailer. It's the it's the it's Kang trailer. Uh, you know, because ultimately, and I I realize this, and I know this should be something that's apparent to me, but because I'm so deep into the fandom, it's hard for me to forget. They can't really play like for the for the casual fan. They can't hide the lead of what the film is about, or else they won't watch it. 
They have to be like, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. Even if that's not the main bad guy. Even if that you find out later on that there's somebody bigger pulling the strings, etc. They have to give the audience a plot. You know? I know us fans, we'll be fine with yeah, some I teaser see. images and some fight scenes and stuff. But they've already sort of given them a plot. And the plot in this trailer seems to be that... Um, because like Ant-Man is being celebrated because he was the one that insisted that they go to the quantum realm or use quantum physics to time travel to then defeat Thanos in doing so, uh, he lost five years of his life and lost five years of his time with his daughter, Cassie. So, um, Kang is going to try to, um, what is it? What do you want to call it? Like make a deal with him so that. Uh, like if he allows him to leave the quantum realm or helps him leave the quantum realm, he will send uh, Scott back so he could spend those five years with Cassie. And that seems to be on paper what the struggle is. I can I can imagine all of that's going to fall apart. I can imagine a nice. bunch of twists and turns in between is going to happen. And eventually, from what we see in the trailer, our boy Ant-Man is going hand-to-hand with Kang, which is like, I, damn. I, why? Like, uh, Nick Fury said it too in Loki and Avengers. And boom, <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah. like, and, and, and I feel bad for Scott because fun fact, you guys, my top three favorite MCU characters are in this order: Thor, Rocket, Scott. Really? You know, yeah, it's just they're charismatic, they're funny, they steal the energy in the room. Like you always just want to wait, you wait for them what they're gonna say next because you know it's gonna be funny. It's mm. kind of like me, every asshole's Loki. <laughs> were you it's into? Were you into? Um... Thor pre Ragnarok. I love Thor since his inception. Okay, since we first saw his hammer at the end of Captain America. But how they're treating Kang, I the MCU learned from their mistake with how they treated Thanos up until Infinity War because we didn't see Thanos in. We all saw him a couple times. We saw him in Avengers, Guardians when he was in his chair being foreboding <laughs> at the end of Age of Ultron, and then boom, Infinity yeah. War. Like yeah, and I I feel like they're doing a reversal of that. You know how like Ultron was just all up in there, then boom Thanos. I feel like they're giving us that. You know, like Kang is going to be the villain. He's here and he's gone until yeah. you know the casual audience member gets the announcement like, oh, Avengers Kang Dynasty, but I thought he was gone in Quantum Mania or or the, you know he just he's out and about in the multiverse is his to conquer. You know. Oh oh well, I mean we should then talk about what your speculation was on facebook.com slash comic book click be about uh a certain beacon oh that's little oh man my speculation there and I, I i really hope i'm true i'm calling it because because i'm in space it, works and it's a hundred percent right like the idea that well uh, you would you like to lay it out well he said it in the trailer he said i can't win but i can make sure that we both lose basically he can you know, sacrifice himself, but he will get the signal out to call the Avengers or at least call some heroes to let you, you know what's happening. You know who got the signal? Wong was able to pick it up somehow, some way, because he met up with Shang-Chi, because Shang-Chi and everything that happened in Shang-Chi, you know, just it's all connected. You know, y'all know the hashtag for 2008. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can see a situation where they're fighting the whole thing. I don't, you know, I don't have to win. I just, you know, we could both lose kind of situation. Um, but then I can see Kang being like, all right, you don't care about winning or losing. I will kill your daughter. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or something like a bit more reckless, take it a step further. Like, I know you don't care about yourself. I know you don't care about your body. I will, I'll kill somebody close to you or something like that. I think, in my opinion, Kang, if Scott doesn't die, Scott's going to get stuck again in the quantum realm. Like, oh, he will be yeah. left behind because Kang will take whatever way to get back, back. And he is calling for help. That's an SOS from the quantum realm. Uh, but they don't know yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's actually yeah. happened in the comics a couple times. You know, like They just yeah. went out to the multiverse, got stuck, and then came back in a frantic like, yo, the Beyonders are coming. Everything's yeah. ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think on the surface in comics, Kang looks more ridiculous than Thanos, and they managed to make him not look re- that ridiculous in this <laughs> In this uh, scene, almost yeah, one hundred percent. That's that technological standpoint. Like, I wouldn't mess with him, even on my best like Iron Man suit if I had one. And I'll say, I'll say this, and I know you're gonna agree with me. Uh, I hate to uh, just lump you in, but (laughs) one of the things made apparent about this trailer, one of the things you would have known if you watched Loki, one of the things you would have known if you watched um, what is the one with her, him, and Journey Smollett. Bell country uh, Lovecraft country Jonathan Majors just has charisma he is literally like leaking charisma from all of his orifices so his little moments in the trailer he has personality already you haven't met we none of us have met Kang literally no one here has met Kang we we met he who remains and yeah that's not Kang and when he does the whole Ooh, you may not want to watch this, you know, stuff like there's, there's, there's swag there. There's confidence there. There's, there's uh, charisma there. So I, I see why they picked him like easy, easy choice. And when he gets that, when they put the black, the blue face mask thing over this, over his face and it like dissipates to come in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Can't beat that, man. Loved it. I loved it. And that's what was the biggest fear that everyone had from just, just all the, the fan art coming out. It was just like, how is his face going to look? Because I'm not going to fake it. His nose and lips are pretty defining features, <laughs> right? but they, yeah. they made it look so good. That's nanotech. Who would yes. have thought to make the, the, the scars, the stitching? Like who would have thought Man. to make the scars, the the mask stitching, the weird like <laughs> stitches of the mask? I thought that was really really smart. So my, I really hope. I, I wonder. I have so many theories about them scars. I have like a couple. It's like either they come from the comics where he fought. He got those two scars from the fighting the Velociraptor. Yes, yeah. uh, just some scars from the cybernetic enhancements, or you mm. know he he did it to himself as some tribal warrior like pa- passing of. The torch thing from a previous king, like a previous king marked him, said, "Now nah, you are king, the conqueror." Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, and I think ultimately, ultimately, very similar to Thanos, the, like we're setting ourselves up for a tragic villain. Um, oh, he's yeah. gonna be ruthless. He's gonna be ridiculous. But you all, you got to remember, he is somebody very similar to Thanos, who is very is he's quite sure this is gonna work. He's quite sure that there's nobody going to stop him. And he's quite sure that he is the only man capable of this. Facts. So we it's will see like him. Yeah, we'll see like him get manifest better. destiny of their life. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so we will watch somebody who has 10 times the confidence that Thanos did. 10 times the power and ability. Literally armies upon armies that he can call on. And somehow, some way our guys got to win our guys have to outmatch him outsmart him somehow and that's not going to happen without casualties and this starts here it starts next month bro 
less than no, literally uh by the time this episode comes out it'll be less than a month oh, i can't believe we're, we're we're already there for the theaters bro i can't believe i'm like i, I, uh, I just excited myself I'm like are we about to go see ant-man we're about to go see ant-man tickets go on sale january 16th the 17th of this month y'all so get, get your wallets ready get yeah, them ready imax only y'all it's got huge you. huge you oh, yeah, it's going to be huge to see Modoc's head. You got to see IMAX. Oh, it's my God. You want to talk on that? You want to talk on it's that? A little bit, yes. Like, there's, a lot of people, there's a lot of people saying things out there in this world. I, I don't know I how mean, you feel. How, how else do you make a big floating head look decent on screen, y'all? With new arms and new legs. Like, how, how else? How else? I'm in the, the I, may be, <laughs> I may be in the minority, but I think... Modoc is intended to look ridiculous. I believe yeah. that that's always been the intention behind the design of that character. For sure. He has to be monstrous because look at how ridiculous he looks. Yeah. Um, he had like a bowl cut in the comics, remember? Like he had all yeah. that brown hair that used to come He's had every like, un, you shouldn't talk to no person of the opposite sex of you to reprocreate hairstyle. And <laughs> he's been roasted by every Avenger. Spider Man has whipped him and quipped him so many times. Like, bruh. Modoc, yeah, he's meant to look ridiculous. <laughs> I like, I like the whip and quip. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Huh? Hashtag it, whip and quip. Whip and quick. <laughs> but like, yeah, and honestly, in compared, like, just it's that classic, like, and I, I hate the trope, but it's like you know, you have the cool guy, and then they have the sidekick that's not as attractive as them. <laughs> and like Kang compared to Modoc, yeah, it just makes Kang look <laughs> so much better in comparison. That's why he keeps, that's why he keeps him around. Yeah, honestly, like when well, you need a good lackey that's you know, you know, smart and handy, it just sucks that he looks the way he does. And, and that's honestly a trope in Marvel. Every henchman has been like horrible looking, like this E, this not ego, but there's that Russian scientist, the leader had one. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Igor. Um, <laughs> uh, the mad, the mad, the, I do thinker, tinkerer. I tell you what, though, I do like the idea of. Um, him being the Igor to the Frankenstein, and the thing is, I mean, uh, one could argue that maybe he needs that suit to live. You know, maybe nice. maybe he did take a dead man or a dying man and get him into a position where he's, you know, where he's well, now he's alive. It could be better. Well, and a lack of better words, useful since he did, you know, have some experience with that shrinking tech. So he probably did try to, you know, coax him back to like, yo, he got it, try as, to he get got it back. as far as he could by himself. <laughs> Is right. he, he got he got uh he needs a, a pim on the on the on the oh, scene yes, that, that's there, what it is. and that's how he knows about him yeah he needs a the pim modok the snitched the king and yeah. he just waited for and that's how he talked to cassie and then she just waited and then the boom by the bing snatched them all up into the quantum realm i think we may snatch, have spoken snatch, at the beginning snatch. of quantum mania I think. <laughs> uh yeah because my girl gets arrested uh yeah. chip off the old block i guess i I'm gonna say this last thing about Quantum Mania. I really hope Scott remembers his magician tricks. You know, slide <laughs> a hand. You know, it's the distraction. What you see is over here is not really what I'm doing. You know, I really hope one of his variants is the one that dies. And he's like, ah, I'm over here saying this thing. No, ha 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 ha. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. He, there's, there's a whole bunch of shadow clones in the trailer, man. Come on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I do want to see. I mean, he does get to meet other versions of himself. So he, yeah, that that if that magic thing came uh, came in, I'd crack up. To be honest, they found a way to in, in, uh, integrate that. 
Man, he has to go full magician. And this last bit of news, y'all, we finally have the official slated Marvel movies of 2023. The official, finally, this is in concrete. Ain't not a damn thing changing. I may be like, I don't know, COVID part uptake might happen. I don't know. Yeah, but right. <laughs> so far, these are the slated movies, uh, Marvel-related movies of 2023. Uh, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp of Quantum Mania coming out on February 17th of 2023. What if mm-hmm. season two? Well, it was announced early 23, but it's now pushed back to 2024 due to delays. So uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, Secret Invasion in spring of 2023. I heard it was coming about about a, a April release. So, you know, look out for that. Okay. Uh, we had after that, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out May 5th, starting off the summer blockbusters. And after that, we have Loki season two in summer of 2023. I heard it was a July release date. Uh, but you know, maybe June, July. But you know, you know, every month something Marvel's coming out. So you know, I'm not complaining. <laughs> right, right. Uh, next up, we had Echo. It was slated for summer 2023, but now it's been pushed back to 2024 due to delays. I'm sure they're going to flesh that out to put her integrator more into Born Again. You know, to introduce her character to keep her streamlined with the street level heroes. Yeah. Uh, next up, after that, we have. Well, you know, it's not Marvel. It's not MCU, but it's still Marvel. We have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse yes, coming yes. out June 2nd in 2023 with a boy, boy Miles. You know, we get to see him part one of part two of his, uh, what, trilogy? Are they still, are they, are they, I feel like the recent, I could be completely wrong. I feel like the recent uh, Across the Spider-Verse stuff hasn't been saying part one anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man. Like, look at look at anything. Look at like the recent poster or anything. I just feel like, unless I'm getting something like getting my signals crossed, they haven't been referring to it as that. And I'm I wonder why. Huh. I wonder if they're coming up with a different title for the third one because it, it kind of makes sense. Because remember, Infinity War was announced to be a part one and part two, and just as it got bigger and bigger, they just said, you know what, this is make it just two separate movies all on its own because it's how big part two is. Yeah. And that- you know what? Across Spider Verse, enter the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, you know, around the Spider Verse. I don't know. <laughs> around. <the Spider-verse. laughs> I like that. <laughs> but you know, hey, somewhere hey, Spider Man, somewhere near the Spider Verse, like somewhere near it, over where above. Does it, anyone know he, where the Spider Verse is? <laughs> Spider Man. Does anyone know? Anyone have directions to the Spider Verse? He's around it. <laughs> but next up, we have the Marvels in July 28th of 2023. You know, Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau, and our girl Kamala Khan. We're going to see what they're up to. You know, hopefully that leads into the A-Force, you know, the Avengers-led, all-female-led Avengers squad. Yep, yep. And, you know, hopefully from there, the Annihilators, you know, Cosmic God squad. Just asking, just asking. Just, just, just asking. <laughs> and uh, next after that, we have Ironheart, but with our girl Riri Williams in fall of 2023. I believe that's coming out in uh, September. I'm not sure if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, and after that, we have uh, not MCU, but still Marvel, Craven the Hunter. We spoke on this Craven. That's coming out in October of 2023. Unfortunately, uh, Marvel Zombies, uh, as you guys know, is not coming out of this year. It's coming out of next uh, Halloween. But there is another, you know, grab your salt stickers for this. There is a Halloween special in the, uh, like, the works coming out in later October. There's a couple that have been in, like, speculation. You know, Ghost Rider, uh, Man-Thing, um, uh, Moon Knight Season 2, just sneaking there. You know, it's, a lot of things are up in the air. But it's, it's going to be something spooky and something supernatural. And probably something related to the Midnight Suns. 
So look out for that. <laughs> That's fair. And last but not least, we have X-Men, the animated series 97, the remastered series, the ad- updated series, whatever you want to call it. It's Disney Plus, but it's X-Men. It's X-Men yeah, 97 right. coming out winter 2023, where we pick up with our favorite X-Squad, the X-Men, where they pick a right ready left off right in the animated series where Charles Xavier basically died and Magne- Magneto took over the squad and he led the X-Men as Magneto's, you know, X-Men with the yeah. full purple getup and everything. It was dope. With the big M? <laughs> yep, with the big M. Whole M <laughs> that man loves branding, bro. Man, hey, a good villain's no they're hey, a good villain has good branding. That's why That's Joker true. leaves cards everywhere. This is true. <laughs> that's that no. You're right. <laughs> uh, that's that's A Rod the Barber God with all I have with the news, y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed it, man. I'll be back next time. Yeah, it was a hell of a break, but you're back. You had a bunch of news for us. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up to A Rob the Marvel Woo! God with the news. So, I thought, you know, we're in a very odd position. Last week, uh, we had a Claudius Maximus on, and we were talking about what actual castings are kind of pitch perfect the jk simmons uh you know casting there's patrick stewart you know stuff like that castings that just worked because i feel like sometimes we can complain about you know comic book studios or regular film studios not getting it quite right um a person portraying a comic book character when done correctly will burn into the memories of the people who watch it you know it's really hard like i think of ryan reynolds deadpool like it's gonna be extremely hard to fill those shoes it's gonna be extremely hard yeah. to fill the shoes of hugh jackman um but i feel like there's many shoes <laughs> in comic book movies that people put their feet in and could not fit i feel like there's many comic book characters that have shoes, been portrayed <laughs> spandex yes. wheelchairs uh yes. rings motorcycles man <laughs> i I but be, I believe that there is a a bunch of characters that need a reboot. They need to be redone and redone correctly for whatever they reason. It. Yeah, for whatever reason, maybe it's casting, maybe it's studio interference, maybe it's the idea that they don't believe that the audience is ready for the full version of this kind of character. You know, there could there's a whole bunch of characters, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to go back and forth. I asked you to come up with a list of 10 i have a list of 10 myself and we can um go through and talk about people that damn it <laughs> it's about time we get a correct version of this cat of this uh of this character so uh would you like me to go first or would you like to go first a eh, rob man you br- you brought me on so so you know what you, you 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 go you go first you go first man all right, all right. so I'll go first with the funny. I'm, I'm looking at my list, so I'm going to go first with the funniest one. I'll, I'll start off with a bit of humor. You know who needs to be redone the right way? Who? Black Adam needs to be redone the right way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need a real Black Adam. Push the reboot button. Let's throw all this the hell out. We need we need leader of conduct Black Adam. We need hairline Black Adam. We need a Black Adam that doesn't mind fighting Shazam. We need a Black Adam with an accent. <laughs> we need a Black Adam that's not trying to quip. We need a dangerous Black Adam and not just one that has flash and flair and a big milk dud head. We need a Black Adam to be proud of and one that could eventually be a real anti-hero, not this weird in the middle, too cool for school stuff. That is a softball, 
But that's the first one I'm going with. We need a new black hat. I love it. I couldn't agree more. And that's so weird because the movie, it, it literally just came out. It's not like, six months old. It's not six months old. <laughs> it, it is like, yeah, it has to feel like it's been out for two years. Yeah, go ahead and just yeah. go ahead and I'm you chuck it. Man of Steel. Just, you can chuck it. You chucked everything out. <laughs> <laughs> because like, was it Black Adam supposed to like come out like, like four years ago? Like three years oh, ago? And by the way, you haven't been on for a month. Have you seen all the the news that's come out about the Rock in DC since we were last on this? All the interference, all the like, uh, you know, trying to pull strings oh, and and this that denied the cameo in um, he denied a cameo in Shazam, even though that's the person he's supposed to be fighting. He forced a cameo into League of Super Pets, but then did not uh promote the film. He got a lot of people mad. He brought a he brought Terramana, a tear booth of Terramana, <laughs> to the Black Adam premiere, and Black Adam's a PG thirteen film. <laughs> so there was a bunch. The Warner Brothers was mad a bunch. I don't think it's gonna take them much long to uh, you know much longer to realize how the rest of DC looks without him. But yeah, Black Adam, let me get a good one, please. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. Uh... <laughs> I have nothing else to say, but yeah, totally Black Adam. Uh, uh, for me, uh, I might be kind of controversial for this, but uh, Spawn, uh, uh, Topic Father Spawn, like I need a up to date, nittier, grittier, just CGI and full effect of of Spawn. Yeah, and, like I, I like the story was there, but it was like back in the day, but like it wasn't enough. Like yeah. it, he was a hell spawn. He was basically immortal. If you read Spawn comics, yo, any Spawn fans out there, you know Spawn. Like he took on, he defeated God and Satan, became the rule <laughs> of all creation. Like, yeah. bruh, he can he can kill Kratos if he wanted to. I'm just saying, like, I need an up-to-date version of Spawn. And now that he's been folded into the greater DC universe now, like hey, there's a whole Spawn and Batman team up comic. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, dude, someone watch men him into the greater universe, please. <laughs> are you a, are you a Spawn comic fan? Oh yeah, and the show too on HBO. Uh, I, can, I grew up watching that show when I shouldn't been watching it. <laughs> I did not watch the show, so what I'm curious of, if and you could inform the audience as well, what do you think um, the show had that you know wasn't really portrayed in that first film? What do you think? What parts of Al Simmons slash Spawn do you think can be brought in to sort of uh, make him be more like the comics? Is he funnier? Is he more ruthless? Does he trash talk? Like, is there anything you think that it's really missing? It's definitely missing. It was hindered by the CGI. Like, literally, like, his action sequences are so bloody and gory and ruthless. Like, when when someone's truly deserving of it, he doesn't hold back, not one bit. And if especially, like, a hell spawn or a hell lord or something, oh, no, it's full-on, like, like, god of war, like, doom, hey, like, it's it's going. And, like, the thing that makes you gravitate to the character is because, like, how tragic the character is. Like, everything, he was set up. He, everything was taken away from him. his best friend set him up to take his wife and his kid. Wanda. Wanda, bro. Like, it's it's such a dope character. Like he struggles with that, like inner, like for lack of better words, in his inner demon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like try to Literally. walk that 
path of justice, even though he was like an assassin, he was a killer. He didn't want to do that, but he was set up for real, for real. So it's yeah. like, ah, uh, it's either way you didn't want to do it, you're still going to hell, big fella. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I just needed like a and there's so many, like, you know, there's so many actors that can definitely play that character that's need that exposure, like just in general. Like if Michael J. White don't want to come back and do it, hey, that's fine, fam. There's so many other people that can play the role. Like did you hear did you hear who's supposed to be playing it in uh the newest one? Oh, I did not. I did uh, not. No, in uh the Tom McFarlane spawn. Uh um, oh, which one? Oh, like well, the, the remake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, no, I did not know. They want to go with Jamie Foxx. See, and that makes sense. You Jamie think Jamie Fox. you think Jamie could do it? Oh yeah. He could definitely do it. Like, you know, just not even just Electro, but it's just with some of his projects that have been on Netflix alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He could do it. He could definitely do it. I have faith in Jamie. And, you know, in the studio around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do it. No, I, I, I think Spawn can be. I think we did as much as we could back in those days when you didn't really have to care about who the hell. You know, like, <laughs> you just can right. do it. You can get by in a very, very... um. You can get by on a very, very surface level characterization because people don't know much, you know. Yeah, and that's that's basically what comic book movies were in those like '90s and early 2000s. It was just like in your face action beats, da 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 da, gritty, just that leather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think they've always kind of wanted to do something with Spawn. I, it's more so the fact that everything written under Image belongs to who wrote it so it's up to todd to you know shop around and sell and he's been kind of on the fence because of what happened to that first film mm-hmm. um so while there's m- might be excuses to why we haven't got another spawn there's seemingly no excuse for why we haven't got another dick grayson why is Man. dc so scared of dick grayson why is DC so scared of Nightwing slash Robin? Why is that a thing? They put nipples on the man, and ever since then, they have refused, refused to do him again in live action. And I think it's a disservice to DC. I think it's a disservice to Batman. And I think it's dis- a disservice to, again, Dick Grayson Nightwing. Once you establish him as Robin, you can do the whole Nightwing thing, which then breaks into its own bit of canon. You know, like you can do a Nightwing film solo. Um, Dick Grayson as Robin is the is the leader of the Teen Titans, so that sprinkles into there. You know, DC has gotten a lot out of Dick Grayson, either in the Robin sense or in the Nightwing sense, without ever having to include Batman. And the films should be very similar. We should have had a, an established dynamic duo like years in where you're like damn years we're like damn these guys have been really killing it and then when one of them said when he says yeah guess what i, I don't want to do this with you anymore like i just want i think i could do it by myself you know and then he comes home and sees jason todd in, in, in little undies and, and he's like wait what's up what the fuck is this right. <laughs> i got another i got another robin it's <laughs> like and here go alfred like uh i'll get the beds ready sir yeah yes <laughs> yes like they definitely should have had and i like the 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 titans robin is cool but like no we've definitely been needing an on-screen dynamic duo like 10 years ago since marvel was getting like duos in the mcu like when iron man got war machine you know cap got falcon and bucky like you know everyone was getting like 
you know, a partner or a team up. And even some other comics and uh, movies was, are like teaming up. Like who, yeah. like what, what came out back in the day, like besides Marvel? Oh, a kick-ass. Even yeah. kick-ass had a partner. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because he had that, that big fun. daddy he had a uh, hit girl. Oh, uh, yeah, hit girl. Like everyone was having a partner, but why haven't we seen a decent, oh, we got a little Easter egg and Donna Justice of this Jason Todd suit. Yeah. The Joker did, but we didn't see it. Y'all filmed it, but we didn't see. Okay. Also, so also, Snyder said that that suit belongs to Dick Grayson. But so that was even Jason. So th- yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was a that's a whole thing. They just they're just doing whatever they want to do over there, bro. That's what this is why we get tight. They just do whatever the hell they want to do over there. But yeah, we if need to get could, Dick Grayson, man, please. If you could see my face. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I literally just saw. Death. Yeah, they act. They asked him, um, and he was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's Dick Grayson." And everyone was like, "What? There's literally one Robin that died. Like, <laughs> you have one shot. Like, it's right you there. One job, just Golly. the one. Yeah, just the one. But I hope, I hope it's somebody's job in DC to put Dick Grayson in a future film because he deserves it. Facts, same. And I hope Kevin does it for this character because my next one is Apocalypse. <laughs> you didn't like the dreadlocks? No, I didn't like Ivan Ooze Apocalypse. No, nothing against Oscar Isaac. Nothing against that man. He was given what he was given. Yeah. Like, and that's what who who directed a singer? Like, I believe, yeah. Like, it's Brian Singer, y'all. Like, bruh, he He's killed, a sex pest. <laughs> like, bruh, like he can't, bruh, he, bruh, just bruh. I can't with this man. I'm glad Deadpool. Yeah, he, he only got in big in the mind too. Like he, he just, like his big, like his growing big thing only happened in Xavier's mind. That, he literally just walked around everywhere. He didn't do. Oh, he yeah, made it better right. manipulated, but he didn't do what we would expect him to do. He as used apocalypse. Sand, he used sand to behead several men and then never did it again. Even though he up, he has that ability. Hold on, even though he can do that. Never did it again. Never did Whole it again. Hold on, can just mad play teleport, pyrokinesis, t- transmutate, bring people back. I, I always think like, of learning. That's what I always think of. Right? Right? It's like they 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 they, they, t- they scratched the surface of his power by letting him do that kind of stuff. Like, oh, he can launch all the nukes off the planet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why he, didn't, he, just... he didn't. He didn't launch them and then fire them back at Earth. He just got rid what? of them. Right. Like, why? Ultimately, did, did nothing. <laughs> just it just stopped the humans from stopping him, which was like, okay, you learned, I guess. But I'm like, why don't you just use your powers to cause a massive tidal wave or earthquake or, you know, just, you know, you're a god. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so I need an actual threat. He made the horseman threat. He himself was not a threat. That's why he was able to get this deuced on so quick. Yeah. But like comic book apocalypse, he deuced on literally whole teams as the superhero community as a whole. Like literally, when Kane, he gave Kane the Conqueror issues. Bro, they, still didn't, they didn't even do Archangel right. They didn't even do Archangel right. Like oh, they had the whole Archangel arc, arc right there. This, bruh, they screwed. And just, literally, the Age of Apocalypse. Whole, that wasn't even the Age of Apocalypse. That was like a weekend at Apocalypse. Not yeah, even yeah, a yeah. weekend at Armageddon. Zoom, <laughs> zoom with Apocalypse. <laughs> you're not even. You're nowhere near him, but uh, you can see him sometimes. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, you can see him, all right. Yeah, no, hopefully we see him in the future. 
I definitely need some redemption from a man's on something. Nah, I, I, I think I think Sabanor needs uh needs something. Let's let's stay on the uh Fox thing, shall we? I, I got it. I got for one sure. for you. Um, it's time to get the uh, mutants right. It's time to get the X Men right. And if you want to get them right, you have to get Scott Summers right. Damn it, we need a good yes. Cyclops. We need a Cyclops that's as commanding, as authoritative as um, Captain America. I think Cyclops' biggest issue is something that I have now been affectionately calling the Ninja Turtles issue, which is that no one respects him as the leader because there's a badass on the team who's always talking shit about him. <laughs> so, uh, wow. he will always that undermine him. He will always undermine him. And I love, uh, I think it was in TMNT, Leo beat Ralph in a fight because Ralph yeah. was too emotional. And they had to show why Leo is the leader. But they never show why Cyclops is over Wolverine. And it got to the point in the first trilogy that he kind of just took a step back. He was like, well, okay, I guess everyone likes him better. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll take a step back and I guess he can lead and do all this stuff. And hell right. no, I need my man, Scott, my man, Scott, who was able to look at Captain America in the eye and be like, and what? So what? Uh, I don't care about, now nah, y'all want to care about mutants? Y'all ain't care about mutants this whole time. Don't come over here <laughs> complaining yes. or none of that. None of that. We've been burying our own for decades and ain't nobody have nothing to say. Nothing. We had to deal with the House of M with the decimation by ourselves. So long as the world came back the way that y'all wanted, everybody else was Gucci. I need that energy, Scott. You know, I need, I need, I need the the real soldier. Like I know Cap is the soldier, but the he, the war that he's fighting is kind of non-existent. The real soldier in Marvel is Cyclops. He has a war that he's fighting for his people constantly. And if you do it right, then you could do the amazing arc where he becomes radicalized at the end and he becomes sort of kind of a villain because he's like well guess oh, yeah. what this charles shit don't work we did all this hug you know this mlk non-violent shit it is not working we did it that we did it their way and i'm tired of it i'm tired of burying mutants i'm tired of, of of apologizing to humans for existing i'm tired of all of this magneto was right and you go that route with it we don't get to any of that if you can't get scott right and that's why I think Cyclops right. needs to get another bite at the apple. James Marsden was good casting. The other yeah. dude from the the younger dude, I think he's good casting as well. Yeah, just James but, Marsden had a scheduling con, 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 con you know, yeah. conflicts. That's why he had to just write him out real quick. But just, no, he, he don't he make it. him don't make him the joke. Wolverine is always going to be cool. You don't have to add more cool on Wolverine for him to play Scott. You understand? Know Build a level of respect there. It's the same thing with Tony and Steve. Like, Tony could have been the one to constantly undermine Steve. But Steve will let him know. And Steve gave him the hands. <laughs> That's also a thing. Yeah, yeah Steve gave him the hands to let everybody know, okay, yeah, the other one's funny and he has more money. But when push comes to show, like, this could get real dirty real fast. Uh, <laughs> And that's all I want from Scott. I just want a little bit of authority there. I want somebody that you're not going to mess with. And I want somebody who, very similarly to Cap, doesn't always know what the right thing is, but is willing to try, willing to experiment, willing to put himself out there. Because if he doesn't, his people don't progress. Like, that's a weight. That's that's a, a motivation. That's gravitas. We should be Facts. there already. 
Yeah, those are literally some of his best stories when he's either is him against uh, like him when he has to like decide against his people, like the actual mutant nation and his mm-hmm. team. Like when he has yeah. to decide like his like those really personal connections or the like the greater good. Those are his best stories where he just truly shines as a leader. And I agree, we need that leader. We need that Scott. I need that Scott. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I'm gonna stay on the Fox side, but on the other side of the old Fox side. And y'all might have seen this one coming. If you don't know, uh, Green Lantern is one of my favorite DC heroes. And seeing that bullshit. Now, was it bullshit the second you saw it? Or as a fan, were you like, I'll take what I get. Oh, we got Kilowog. This is all right. Kind of stuff. I was hurt. From the moment. From the beginning. From the beginning. Just, okay. I was hurt. I'm like, this is yeah. not how Jordan. That, this ain't how. This yeah. ain't. This ain't even Johnson. Who is this? It's Kyle Rayner. That Johnny, was Kyle Rayner. Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm for some reason. It's, it's, like, that was a Johnny Storm variant raised by Kyle Rayner with Prince yes. Star Lord as his brother. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know. That was a Green Lantern. That was yeah. something else. But I need a Green Lantern reboot. Warner Brothers DC, I don't know. What are you guys doing with this HBO series, this Green Lantern series with John and how? Please give it to us or don't. I don't know. But you're, you're, you're a cock tease with it. I, I really think that the way that things that it should work, in my opinion, if that means anything to DC, because I've been saying a lot of bad about them, is <laughs> I think that they should do Jon Stewart. And I think that's similar to Ghost Rider, where Ghost Rider eventually meets that cowboy Ghost Rider. I think he should like how should show up in front of his house. Be like, hey, uh, got like the ring, that. huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, got the ring, huh? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I have some experience with that. Oh, what the hell you know you t- the stranger showing up on my doorstep and he transforms. He's like, I've been doing oh. this for a while, bro. You know, and, and kind of, you know, uh, puts him through the ringer and then ultimately realizes, ah, well, I can't, I can't make him. And he realizes I can't make him a Green Lantern like me. He has to be his own. He has to come up with his own uh, imagination, willpower, reason to do this, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Air Force, he's a Marine. And you get mindsets. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds. You get a how, but he doesn't have to be the mainstay. And you can bring him in whenever you want. He's the vet. He knows, you know, he knows everybody on Owa. He can bring up the fallen Green Lantern Sinestro. Like, hey, watch out. There's a guy out there, you know, don't get too crazy, you know whatever there's a guy out there and he he was just like us and he was actually one of the best of us and he fucking went down you know by the wayside and stuff he joined the dark side yeah <laughs> yeah and he went to and now he's in shazam but um <laughs> uh but yeah bro that that's my idea for green lantern i feel like you can get you can have your cake and eat it too Facts. Yes, no, I'm, I I'm agree with you john stewart a cake i guess in that instance no, um this is fake yeah no i agree you know what made Green Lantern bad? Besides what? all of it, Parallax. <laughs> oh so, my god! So in a in a one two, I'm gonna cheat real quick because it's basically the same problem. We need a new Parallax, just like we need a new Galactus. Man. Both of those clouds, <laughs> both of those cloud villains, extremely disappointing. Both of them. How do you get that wrong? How do you? Like, I, I almost, I, I get crazy because the introduction of Parallax initially, if, I don't know if you know, Parallax was the name of the evil how version, uh, how uh, Jordan, sorry. The one that went ham in uh, Emerald Twilight. 
basically yeah, collected all the rings. Yeah, collected all the rings. Killed literally just yo, bro. That story is crazy. That you'd be bad, man. <laughs> yeah, and when he came <laughs> out, he had Super Saiyan armor on, and he was calling himself <laughs> uh, uh, Parallax. That was his name. And then ultimately, that got retconned. They're like, oh no, because they want to make Hal Jordan a good guy. Because Hal Jordan became Parallax, and they defeated Parallax, and then Hal Jordan became the, sen- the Spectre. Um, and uh, they wanted to bring Hal back, so they had to redeem him. So they said, oh no, 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 he's not Parallax. Parallax is the name of the entity of fear. And that was in the lantern when he walked in and it possessed him, thus him doing the evil stuff. Parallax is, uh, you know, represented by yellow. And I think most cases when you look at him, he looks like a, like a disgusting bug kind of thing. But he yeah, should look horrifying. Sure. And that there was nothing horrifying about that smoke thing. I don't know what that was. Um, and I expected him to kind of look like uh, like a mushy version of that Men in Black cockroach. A hundred percent. But 100%. you know, yellow aesthetic. But huge. But huge. Like as yeah. big as you want to be because you're ethereal. There's no, you know, yeah. like you, you exist as a concept. So there's no real like scale or scope. Like all of that um, should have been in there, could have been in there. It wasn't. And then Galactus. Like I get, don't get it twisted. I get that there's a very thin line between making Galactus look absolutely ridiculous and making him look, you know, uh, like authority, like, like somebody you should be afraid of or that causes tension and stuff. I completely understand that. Um, but I don't feel, I don't even think they tried. I didn't feel like they tried the idea that they almost nail silver surfer. Right. And then got that perfectly. It took like five different actors to put silver surfer together. Yeah, and they they did it, and so to go from there to um to and then get, like, get a bad CGI get effect. a bad Galactus. You didn't even try to make them purple, like none of it, none of it. So I they, think they, they had the silhouette over Neptune when he was going towards Earth. They saw they saw the silhouette. That was it. And then the eating's not even eating. It's just like in like a like again again smoke covering something and then it disappearing. You know, I want to see right. that man just <laughs> chomping okay. on some planets. <laughs> Hey, if Marvel will be ballsy if they said that was Elias, yeah. <laughs> that was Kang just eating part of the multiverse, yeah, and Deadpool three because like that that wasn't Galactus at all. No, no. that they and Galactus needs to be redone. And hopefully, I'm calling this they're different from the comics. So you know they do it for the MCU instead of eating planets. Galactus eats timelines. He's just another weapon that Kang used or weaponized for the multiversal war because he did weaponize villains and heroes and shit so i could see that um one of the things is like when i saw a hit girl i was like oh they can do damian wayne like you know what I mean? like when i saw a hit girl i was mm-hmm. like oh you could do damian wayne when i saw uh arishem i was like oh galactus is a lock this is gonna be so easy because Stop. i saw arishem and i was like damn like i like that was cosmic horror to me that anything that big and just kind of like lean over and, and be you, like, hey, God. <laughs> and you just, you just literally have to just look up and you can't just, it's just one word. It's just, damn. Yeah. Shit. Oh. Like just. he's breaking through the atmosphere, but just enough that you can kind of see him. He's freaking, he's, he's huge. Yeah, they can do it. They can definitely do it now more than they ever could. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for the Fantastic Four. Actually, uh, Fantastic Four 2, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Mole Man for Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Bro, I'm gonna still keep it on the Fox side. My next one is uh man, uh, we talked about him earlier, but uh Ghost Rider, man. I need Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider. <laughs> Nicholas Cage did what he could, but it was a different time, different era, early two thousands, leather everywhere, surface area of characters, man. How did you feel about the Agent of Shield Ghost Rider? Robbie Reyes, I appreciated him. Like they tried to fold in him because when Doctor when his characters were introduced when Doctor Strange came out, so they were really trying their damnness to tie <laughs> the, the dark. MCU. Oh, and Hellstrom and all that other stuff. Yeah, was right? and like and they had the dark hold on Agents of Shield, so they really did try to tie it all together. But like you know, it's multiverse. I have nothing against Robbie Ray's like Ghost Rider, but he's too old. He's too old. He's too old for me. Like he's way younger in the comics. Like it's weird for him to be like in a full grown adult. It's dope, but it's like eh. I kind of want, I, 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 want, I, want, I want Johnny Blaze. I need Johnny Blaze. Nicholas Cage wasn't like a. He, he was like a Johnny Blaze. He was played by Gabriel Luna. <laughs> Representation matters, but I'm like, ah, man. There's a, no, I'm just saying, there's, there's a Diego and a Gabriel Luna in the MCU. That's just funny to me. <laughs> I hope they're related. Yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, no, like I definitely need like this the new age going. We're not like new age, but you know, just establishing like yo, back in like the 1960s, there's was this dope uh like stunt uh writer, or his father was a stunt writer, he died, ran in his you know, did what he did in the 70s, made a deal with the devil in the 70s, and you know, just been ghost writer throughout the years until the modern day after the snap. You know, just just boom, tied in right there. Yeah. Throw a little bit of Agatha all along in there, throw some Mephisto. <laughs> I was gonna so it's funny it, uh, from your wish list I think you can only do one or the other spawn or ghost rider because if it comes out in the same year people will realize it's the same fucking thing because <laughs> I didn't realize oh, it was the same thing until I until I watched them both like oh. closely and I was like guy makes a deal with the devil to come back on earth uh then he but the deal is so that he works for the devil but then halfway through he's like nah screw that i'm just gonna take your powers and work against you and that's now that's and they both it, use hell chains yeah and fire <laughs> and they have all kinds of yeah but i would love to see a updated penance there i think the penance there was kind of cool in the in the nick cage version oh yeah um, that was dope that's literally that was like the template for like his like a move in all of the games that he's featured in that penance there that circle and he goes in his eyes like yeah that that movie, for the most part, not the most part, those movie comic movies did have those moments they took from the comics that yeah. brought to light. But it's like, I need that updated, like the acting, the plot, the writing was <laughs> just not there. <laughs> just mm, so, close. so close, so, so close, close, so close, so close. <laughs> um, so I will take your Ghost Rider, and I will say. We need, and I know there was a version on Krypton. I want a better Doomsday. I think the Doomsday we got was kind of trash. I agree. Um, I think the OG Doomsday origin is like one of the most metal origins for a veteran, uh, for, for, for a villain ever. Like this idea that you make this creature, you basically shoot him out of a cannon into Krypton's wilderness. It dies. You bring the dead body back, reanimate it, shoot it back out into the wilderness and it can't die that same way again so you wait until it dies again bring that back <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you do that several times until almost every possible way it could die 
it can't anymore. It's it's completely, you know, its body has created bones and 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 armor and all this other kind of stuff to make sure that it's a living, breathing, killing machine. And then you set his ass loose and watch him just destroy the Justice League and then get into a punch him up with Superman that ends in both of their deaths. The way that it happened in BVS was very strange. Uh, it, it wasn't uh, needed. Um, oh it, it was it was rushed. And I think almost everybody kind of um, like they, DC suffered for it, suffered because it was a bad interpretation of that character. I, I want him to be like mindless. I don't understand why they made him like a turtle. Like a, like a weird turtle face, <laughs> turtle. Yeah. yeah, like a goomba, like one of the goombas from. Um, <laughs> from the like Mario Brothers goomba. Yeah, it's like what the hell. Um, so yeah, I I I think we can do a better Doomsday. I think we deserve a better Doomsday. Um, and we have the CGI and stuff for it. It just felt very weird. They gave us that weird tadpole looking looking thing, uh, and then they just stabbed it, and it died. Superman had to stab it. Why Batman couldn't stab it? Right. Why Wonder Woman? Or you know. Yeah. Why Wonder Woman couldn't flash. stab it? She's the one fast enough to 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 do all that. <sighs> Where was Martian play. Manhunter? Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's watching it all from he's watching it all from the comfort of his army uh <laughs> from his army chair. He's just gonna let it play out. Like whatever happens, he's gonna let it play out. Oh my coward. god! <laughs> Damn right. it. You coward. <laughs> He saw all the explosions. Oh, there's a lot of fire going on over there. You're vegetable, <laughs> man. Come yeah. on. That's what it, it, was, it was the fire. It was the fire. He was like, I'll, I'll go and help. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, not no. I am not doing that. That's not my jam. <laughs> but you know who can handle fire that needs a reboot? Who? My man's Iceman. Iceman? I... Bobby Drake? Yep, yep, yep. I need Bobby a Drake. better on-screen interpretation. Nothing against the actor... Because they, they were given, once again, they were given what they were given. Brian Sicker, damn you, man. Yeah. What you did to my mutants. But, like, I need a better Oscar interpretation. This man basically shot frosty, slushy, like, cool <laughs> breeze out of his hands. Like, bro, you shoot a, a mega level threat when you walk anywhere on the planet for real. Do you remember how the Sentinel murked him? Just, like, burnt him out? Like just, just I was upset. <laughs> every time he caught, he's on mega person, level. By the way, he's on mega level. Like there should have just, been. it just got his head snapped and just stepped on. I'm like, you know, this character can control his body in any form of liquid, right? Mm. He comes back from snow, ice, puddles of water, water, steam. Like if there's water vapor around, he can come back. And then like him dying. In a mountaintop where there's nothing but ice and the temperatures are, I'm, I'm just like no, 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 yeah, no, no, right. no, oh, no, that's, fair. Just... that's fair. <laughs> So I definitely need some. And, if it, and here on out, just, just just so y'all know, it's gonna be all mutants on from my part. All mutants on deck. It's that's just number mutants from here. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'll take a break because I have a mutant left. So I will give us a little bit of break. Uh, this one's a bit personal in the sense that, like, I don't know if anyone else has a problem with this. So, uh, you know, it's just me. Um, I was heartbroken in the same sense that you were talking about being heartbroken uh, with Green Lantern. I was heartbroken by the portrayal of Cassandra Kane in Birds of Prey. Oh. Um, Cassandra Kane, I think, is one of the most interesting characters to be introduced in the last 20 years of Batman lore. A completely mute 
um, a, a child raised to be an assassin, raised to be a trained killer who can interpret body language as aggressive or, you know, a threat or all that kind of stuff, looks at you and instantly knows your pressure points. I think she took Batman down. You know, like she, because she becomes Batgirl at one point and then orphan because, uh, you know, basically her, fam her fa uh, family abandons her. Her, fa her mother is Lady Shiva, who I think is, if not number one, the number two best martial artist in DC ever. Um, and her father is David Kane, a noted assassin. So she has hand-to-hand -hand skills up the wazoo. Um, she's adorable because she because she was trained as a killer she starts off kind of feral like the female in the boys you know um she starts off kind of rough around the edges and learns to love and learns to laugh and learns to have friends and learns that she cares about being in the bat family and watching batman rehab a character like that was one of the best parts of being a fan of the character and they did none of that in the, in, in birds and prey <laughs> they did absolutely none of that single bit they really just said it's this harley quinn featuring some some characters from dc that you, you want, may or you may want not to, recognize you want to hear my kind of may possibly even wrong take oh yeah i mean she might have me wrong for real but yeah they to me what it was is they did um deadpool 2 her he she's her russell oh wow and it's lazy oh, oh. It's just lazy. Like it's just like what? Right. I think I think they just they just saw Deadpool two and was like, okay, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna, you know, they there's like cartoon um, graphics in the beginning to kind of tell the origin story and stuff. Like it was all it was very Deadpool esque, and then they just they completely forego all the right characterizations for this character to tell like to have the joke that it oh you know. She's kind of big and kind of uncoordinated, et cetera, so forth. Right, and, which was uh, just a horrible character, like, murdering on screen. I think, and I put it on comic book click, I think also another level, if I could cast Cassandra Kane, I would want to cast um, the female um, who was one of the finalists in Squid Games. I don't know if you saw Squid Oh, Game. my God. Um. Uh, but oh girl, I see her face. I see her face. Yo, bro, she would kill a Cassandra Kane. She would she kill would. a Cassandra Kane. Uh, and so yeah, man. Please give me Cassie back and give me a good Cassie. And as you can see, between Cassie and me talking about uh, Grayson, give me a good Bat family. But we got to get them past Crime Alley. So one step at a time. One little crime step at a time. <laughs> step, step at a crime. <laughs> Uh, next up uh, for me, I got, well, like I said, there's more mutants. Uh, my boy Bishop from the future. Ah, yeah, Bishop. And I, Bishop. I, he was holed entirely in Days of Future Past. Like, once again, Brian Singer just showing no love to the black mutants, killing them <laughs> with the opposite, or just mutants in general, just they're killing them with their ability that they're known for. Yeah. He, he is known for absorbing and redirecting energy. Kills yeah. him by absorbing too much energy. Are you fucking <laughs> serious? This is yeah. what y'all do to our man. It's no wonder like Method Man wants to play this character so bad because y'all did this man such an injustice. Yeah, like 
I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's really, I know I'm nitpicky here, but it's like, bro, no. He's no, I feel like justice. I feel like similarly to Cable, Bishop's um one of Bishop's things is that he's incredibly durable. Like he's it, you can't just get rid of him. That's why he's able to traverse time and be almost a time traveling crime fighter uh, on occasion. You know, like he he's a badass coming from a bad like he survived his time, which was one of the worst times. You know, and now he's over here. Like all of that shit should be apparent, but it's not. Right, guess not. And I this is why I need a reboot. And I and it honestly doesn't even have to be a well-known actor, you know. It just just the character just has to be the justice has to be there, it has to be done right. Show the powers actually portrayed. He, he Bishop is a bad ass. Like he could take on the best, he could take on Strife, Mr. Sinister, Cable, Nate Gray. Like he can square up with Cyclops, Wolverine, like you know, it's Bishop. Dude's yeah. a bamf. And like I need that betrayed instead of him like, like looking over to someone and saying hit me and then him charging his gun slowly like he's Mega Man just <laughs> like I, I I need justice I need it no, I get it <laughs> that makes sense uh, Bishop does need his time in the sun and you were talking about Black Mutants man <gasps> we still haven't got a correct storm bruh oh we my have, goodness I think the best portrayal of storm so far has been angela bassett as ramonda <laughs> and, yo and i'll I, argue i hey that's facts <laughs> like that's the kind of energy she needs to have she needs to be elegant but dangerous she commands a room um she was also persecuted her whole life they called her the weather witch and they treated her terribly um i i used to remember in the animated series she was claustrophobic because she yeah, dealt she with a ever, landslide or something, right? Yeah, literally every origin, like from her coming over from America, being in a cargo ship, she developed it, being trapped in a landslide. It's just there's been so many instances that just it's that's just it's just a thing. She has claustrophobia. Like, she has a bit of an a African accent in the first X-Men that completely right. drops off by right. the time we get to the second X-Men. She had it for about 5.2 seconds. <laughs> and Halle Berry is a gorgeous woman. I don't... I, I, I could also even say that perhaps at that time I was unfamiliar. I, I can't remember. It's been 20 years. But I think maybe perhaps at that time I was probably unfamiliar with the depths that Storm could go. But once you realize the depths that that character can go, you realize we haven't even scratched the surface. We're nowhere close. Nowhere Honestly, close. back then I wanted Angela Bassett to play her just because of how much she looked like her. I think we posted this on Comic Book Click. You know, like yeah. how much the influence on her was for the 90s comic. Yeah, you 100%. Know, like it. Like, dude, it, it was all there. Like, Angela Bassett could have killed it as Storm, like, in the 2000s. Like, man. Yeah. But, you know, Holly Bailey was fresh out here. She was new. She was killing it. Like, Die Another Day, a Swordfish. Catwoman. Catwoman, bro. Razzie from that. <laughs> the little razzle-dazzle for the Razzie. <laughs> hey, so spoiler alert, that's not on my list. I, I don't give you that. How, do you feel, how, how did you feel about the, gen the people saying that Janelle Monet should play Storm? You know what I mean? I at this point, anyone could be. Well, no, not at yeah. this point. Uh, either one, Anna. Uh, I don't know. Pronounce her name, Anna. Duop. Duop. Oh, I, she'd be great. Starfire. Yes. Yes. She would be great. Yes. They man, man. Uh, yeah, are you right? Starfire on the right? list. But I'm saying, are you putting Starfire on the list? Is Starfire? I mean, <laughs> we need another Starfire. We might need another Starfire, and it's nothing to do with Anna. 
don't think if there's anything wrong with what she's doing with Starfire. I just feel like they just kind of started making things up. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel you. Like they it, make things it, up and then they hide behind Anna and go, "You just don't like it because she's black." And it's like, well, you did nothing that the character is known for. Like you did nothing that, that you don't even get like the wrong speaking patterns that she's been known for forever because she's new to Earth and stuff. Right. Um, so like, yeah, like, we, come on, the, the might, kicking we, of the ass. <laughs> yes, yes, we got none of that. We got none of that. Like she's she's basically a human. Uh, the the one we have in Titans, like she's acclimated, she's fine, everything's, everything's Gucci. So <laughs> yeah, we might we might uh, Anna, let's switch you out, let's get somebody over there on the other side. Um, but yeah, you over there. But, I have uh, one. Definitely. I have one more mutant that I'm switching out one of the things for, and I think I know who I want last. Okay, yeah, I got, it. Yeah, I I got, got three, three more mutants. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. Oh uh, well, man. Uh, we've seen her like a couple times. We've seen her X Men Origins, bruh. We see her. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about, bro. Another one that class. if we nail, if we nail her, you change the game. You change what everyone thinks about X Men. Emma Frost. Emma Frost, the White Queen herself, Omega I level. Need a decent Emma Frost. She's so like, if she was a politician, she would be so shrewd and conniving. She would like, the country will be like empire level, but yeah. like nothing, like shit will get done, but you wouldn't fuck shit up. Otherwise, that's your ass, like flat. This is a yeah. dictatorship. This is the white queen. Everyone else is a pawn. There is no king. You're a pawn and maybe a knight. That's it. It's white queen only. Like, I I instantly think of the there's a panel in House of X or Powers of X where she like walks into Congress with her mink and all her clones, like she's just oh yeah with the she's just, yeah she's just so she got so much swag like she it's like undeniable and she doesn't she doesn't do it for anybody you know what I'm saying like she doesn't she takes she's not no trying to impress nobody no yeah she's not trying to impress nobody she's done the villain stuff that redemption arc is also an amazing arc in X-Men, right? The idea oh, that she yeah. was with the worst of the worst with the Hellfire Club, um, and then ultimately ends up becoming the headmistress at Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. You could introduce a Charles Xavier-less X-Men, which has existed. There's multiple versions of Charles Xavier-less X-Men, but because nice. we never gotten past the beginning of it, we, we've never gotten there. You know, and we could introduce her whole team of like her little pseudo X Men team, the Hellions. Yeah, and just there's a whole new conflict of interest too because she dated Scott when Gene died, and then you know when the whole clone their clone saga thing with Kay Pry coming back, and then yeah. she not being the you know, and then Gene dying again, and then here come Emma. Like it, there's a whole love square triangle of just drama with the X Men that's just it's just waiting to be tapped. And yeah. Amber Frost is going to be the linchpin for it right there, just tying a bunch of stories just for the greater X-Men like franchise to be told. I think um, you, not only that, but if you bring her in, then you can start doing Grant Morrison's new X-Men, which means you get Cat Beast, the one that's a little bit more like a cat. Um, you get uh, Zorn. You get Cassandra oh, Nova sorry. and yes. the genocide oh, on Genosha. Yes. You know, um, you can oh really start God. moving the chess pieces, but we never get past the OG, so we never get there, you know? And I, I feel like Emma Frost is the key. You want to get into the future of X-Men? You want to talk about, like, where X... You want to bridge what everyone remembers from the 90s cartoon and vague, you know, images from the comics Fresh. to the modern era? 
Emma Frost is your key. 110%. You nail that. Scott's your key to the past. Get Emma Frost to be the key, key to the future. And then when those two get together, Gene Who for a little bit, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Gene Who. <laughs> um, I, I will do another. I only have one mutant left, so I'll do my mutant. Um, I, it's somebody that I believe you even had on your list at one point and might have taken it off. So I put it on now. I initially had Carnage in this spot, which I, I still agree oh. with. I still agree that we could do better. Uh, a little bit better with Carnage. I think we can do. We can get bloodier. I think we can get more psychotic. Um, but I agree. But um, I'm gonna go Kate Pride. I I, I I would be surprised if you could name an X Men character whose stock has risen as astronomically as Kate's in the last five years, ten years. Um, she went yeah. from being a a bit player to being a lead in her own book. Um, you know, but uh, literally a pirate. I think a space Back, pirate at one point. <laughs> yeah, she was. She dated Peter Quill on, on the Guardians. She's now she's whole ass the Red Queen, leader of the Marauders. You know. Yeah, like that, like that, that there, plucky. You know. Oh, I just like I fall asleep and I and I wake up in the floor. You know, downstairs because I, you know, I just uh, you know, go through the first level or whatever. Again, <laughs> Cute, cute, and they do the I'm the juggernaut bitch joke with her in with uh Elliot Page and, and um in, in there. But like that weird love triangle thing that they were doing with Bobby and Rogue and and, and her yeah. was strange and weird. Entirely and, uh, weird and forced and like where was this at in the comics? This yeah, you just made it up to, to, to manufacture um tension for no absolutely no reason. Uh and yeah, like Elliot did what she could. I do think that that was probably the basis of what they knew about Kate when they portrayed her. But since her stock has written risen, we deserve another um, we a smart, you know, witty, quick, uh, strong Kate Pride in the future. Facts and probably explore some other actual personal reasons why she is still on the X X Men. You know, just not not before the like the resputing of it all. I mean, well, yeah, that could be a reason too. Yeah. They dated. Like she looked at the storm as like a big sister. Like uh, she sticked around. Uh, she left the team. You know, date Star Lord, join the Guardian. So there's like a lot of story there for her. Oh yeah, her stock. Oh my god, yeah, her stock has it. Oh my goodness, yeah, yes. Yeah. We need yes. a we need a new Shadow Cat. I'm for that. Please and thank I you. need that man. I'm, I'm oh, just speaking of it. That, damn, yeah, they really did got a whole her character for real, for real. But speaking of man, then speaking of whole characters, just my mind is kind of upsetting. Um, Angel, yeah, Justin Ty. I mean, he was cool in X Men Three for the most part. He just flew. He had this moment where he strutted his stuff and it flew out the window. That yeah. was cool. But Brian Singer, once again, at Age of Apocalypse, I have a bone to pick with you, sir. Why would you kill a mutant whose literal only power is to fly, make them <laughs> die in, a, in an airplane crash? Yeah. Seems make it make weird. sense. With metal wings at that, that were already established that can basically cut through anything. Why yeah. would you why would you do that to this character? And and and, and Warren, like Warren has probably one of the dopest like origins and just character arcs in the X-Men like mythos, like from being Angel, getting his wings taken away, making a deal with Apocalypse, getting the, the, the new wings, uh, becoming a horseman, leaving Apocalypse, joining the X-Force, you know, like almost killing baby Apocalypse. You know, like, yeah. all, like bro, his story is so dope and to not see that on screen 
is a crime. Like this happened all brushed over because he he's just a drunken cage fighter. It, like, bro, come on, man. Why'd you do yeah. this to my man? Why'd you do that to my man's man? Worthy Warren Worthington the third. The third. <laughs> I did like that little scene of him trying to cut off his his wings. Like that was, was no, that was a that was a good scene because that's something kids struggle with identity with yeah. their trying to live up to their parents' expectations and trying to live up to the their parents' projection of identity onto them. Like that's a struggle a lot of kids deal with. Yeah. They betrayed that. That's good. That's dope. Didn't get none of that in the Age of Apocalypse one. Not not one bit of strife or struggle with this man. I mean, he yeah, he struggled with alcoholism, maybe. <laughs> it was he was playing Angel of Death or whatever in the <laughs> you know, on right. the like you know, right this man they were really on the nose with some of them soundtracks like like ah little, little okay he's a cage fighter or whatever <laughs> like a bird in a cage like, like ah, a bird in a cage irony. bro ridiculous <laughs> absolutely ridiculous um so for my next one it is a recent portrayal oh as recent as two years ago. <laughs> so and we may not get a we may not get a, a reboot anytime soon. Um people may have an issue with it, but I almost believe more people will agree than won't. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a proper taskmaster in the MCU. That we need one that trains the henchmen. Is <laughs> amazing. We need Tasky. We need Tasky, man. We need Alex I, Masters. I need Come on. I, I, this is why Black Widow is not a perfect 100 in my like book because Black mm. Widow was a great movie, but it just very good gets an 8.1 instead of that 8.9, 9.0 out of me just because of that Taskmaster reveal. Mm. Just is Shakeoff's daughter? How the hell did she survive that bomb that she was literally holding? How did he, how did that? That's the only connection in the whole thing is just that. And then like, cyber to like it's not like I, I i see what they were trying to do but it was like no this character is too rich for history and it's too yeah. connected to everything no yeah <laughs> also again unpopular opinion they deadpool origined her <laughs> right like they made her yeah, yeah. They, made, they made her a mute a mindless mute robot like deadpool was in origins where i distinctly remember Alex Masters being a bit of a smartass. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember him being a bit of a smartass. And when one of the he coolest... Talk, he, looks trash. Like, he looks like death personified. The skull mask, the hoodie. Like, I didn't dig, like, the weird aviator glasses on the on the, on right. the Taskmaster like, it, thing going on or whatever, the camera. <laughs> like, you know, it's, like, like, dope, like, aesthetic. Like, I, like, once again, see what they were trying to do. Like, a high-tech assassin, you yeah. know? But, like... If if she was the taskmaster in Gwen Stacy's universe, you got you Gucci, you have it. Facts, you right in another universe that would have worked like Absolutely. a more tech based universe. Place, but like this, this is the MCU. There's way too much going on here for make me believe like that. That's taskmaster. No, yeah. I want the real taskmaster contracted by Hydra. You know, got the photographic reflexes. I need, I need, I need that. I need, yeah, that. I need the badass and smart Alec. Um, and uh, all the tools, all the weaponry, the, sh the shield and the sword, you know, um, Max, yeah. and the bow and arrow, of course, like we need it. Yeah. And like, I knew it was wrong before it was revealed to be Drake off because like there was already something off 
about the whole thing before it was introduced to be Drake off. I still believe that the body language and all that was of a man. Like I, I, I still right. believe it's hard. It's hard for me to say, and I'm obviously not sexist, but I feel like the reason why it's a surprising reveal is because there's not almost nothing that hints to the fact that it could ever be her. We were told she was dead. Um, and I don't think that changing the character for that uh, reveal is worth it. I don't think the reveal is big enough for for you to ruin, um, ruin. Uh, like a fan character. Yeah, fan favorite character. It it was like the reveal of um, Trevor Slattery. Like it's a good thing we got a Mandarin after the fact, but was the Trevor joke worth? If we never got Shang Chi, was the Trevor Trevor joke worth wasting Mandarin? Oh, and I don't right, think no. it, I don't think it is. I think that's why they had to put him in Shang Chi just to rectify that because they hey, knew they, they realized. Yeah, they they realized OG villain. Like I get you know shave off the racist parts, bro, but you can still get <laughs> you can still get there. And I'm really wondering what was what was the MCU like doing or going? What was going through their heads when they was coming to make that decision? Did they want to introduce a whole new character in Taskmaster or try to tie in? someone's origin or someone's past into one line from avengers just right just like, <laughs> one, one line. line that loki said about her ledger being read and drake off and all that stuff and then boom a whole thing from there just like yeah. did y'all did y'all, y'all really didn't want to decide that like y'all made from low into all and crossbones into crossbones y'all could just, y'all just give us taskmaster like boy yeah like, like just randomly like he was bucky's old handler during the whole soviet thing yeah. When, uh, when a soldier thing like i don't know just something <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i think the best way to do it is have her abandon the suit or have it get stolen yeah, have her abandon actually develop the suit. those actual skills yeah get stolen and then if the camera's still there you know maybe you find a way that he finds a way to hook it up to his ipod or something and he's able to to train himself to you know be there and if, if it is stolen oh, it, w- yeah. it would help to be like the leader of the henchmen now right because then he could just tell all his boys hey, hey, hey listen i'm the one with all the tech i'll train all you guys and you know <laughs> yada 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 so it's still quite possible it's still very possible without a complete reboot but damn man damn yeah all right my last one uh pff, man she kind of left on a sour note out of the franchise she been said she was done with it jennifer lawrence uh, but <laughs> I, 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 love, <laughs> I need a new mystique. I need a new mystique. I hated her. Oh. I hated Jennifer Lawrence mystique. They only got her because of fucking Hunger Games. I don't give a shit. Call me what you want. Go with what you want. I don't give a shit. I need mystique. I need the white dress. I need the badass. I need the assassin. I need the. I, I need the freak in the sheets. Mystique. I need the. I'm dating my. I can see the future girlfriend destiny. Mystique. I need the. I adopted rogue and I have my. My son Nightcrawler with Sabretooth drop family drama mystique. And I was fucking Azazel, that red demon from first class. Yeah, yeah. that's how Nightcrawler's the thing, but we're not going to talk about it <laughs> at all in the entire franchise. Love Brian Singer. Give her, the, give her the belt full of bone skulls. <laughs> I, I always wonder why she wore that. She's always so badass. She always has a, a her belt is like skulls. That's just what it is. It was her aesthetic was simple but dope, and she always got the job done. That's why she's all still white, around. Man. That's why she's still around really. in the freaking comics, like today and part of the Quiet Council. And for those yeah. of you who are in comics, like she, she, she's a badass. She's been here since like day one for the X Men, Dan Mir too. 
Or at least I will, the brother of the mutants. I will say I think Rebecca Romaine was able to deliver the sexiness. She like delivered the, the badassness of yeah. like the early two thousands women, like like uh yeah, like but she should have revolution. And, she also should have spoke more. Like she should have been more. They kind of treated her like she was a dog on on Magneto's leash that he would unleash, you know, to get things done. He was right. he was like her Bond girl or whatever. Like like he she was she was the you know the. The one that he was quick to leave behind as he literally did when he realized he didn't have any powers, you know? And I feel like in a real situation, Magneto wouldn't wouldn't do that. Like they they're a little bit too tight for for that level of like, well, you know, you were so prettier. You were much prettier before. Or whatever. Yeah, like Magneto was uh, way above did. that. Yeah, come on, man. Mutants are the future. But and I like, yeah, I <laughs> I could agree with you there. And Mystique, like, she's too smart for that too. Like it dude, she if she get caught, she she if she don't stay caught for long, she mm. can literally t- turn into anything and everything organic almost. Like, and even sometimes inorganic objects, depending yeah. on the writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like with Jennifer Lawrence's character, like I guess. And she first like, with Wolverine. She first with Logan, which Rebecca Romain did a little bit of. Man. And bro, their relationship in the comics is hilarious depending yes, on the reality. Because, you know, it like. Is. He woke Wolverine, up next to her in, in House of M. Facts. And he's like, because he has a redhead fetish. And she, her whole ass was just a redhead woman. Like, shots out to Jean Grey. God, but, like, I, I need a better interpretation without, like, yes, the, the you go you might sit in a chair for eight hours to put on the, the, the whole blue fit. You might not. Maybe just end up doing your hands and face and then the CGI the rest of you. You know? <laughs> like Gamora, Nebula. I don't know, but, like... Get I, that I white, get that white, get that white outfit on, man. I want to yeah, see that white outfit live, live, um, live action. Um, but the thing that got me mad about Jennifer Lawrence is by the end, like you said, I think they painted her hands and her face. And then she had, like, yeah. two scales on her face. Yeah, she just wore she was over the whole thing. She was over the whole thing. So she was like... Yep. And whenever she could, she was just regular human Jennifer Lawrence. Blonde Jennifer Lawrence walking around. Yep, saying Damn. random one-liners of uh, women empowerment. Like, it was yeah. weird. <laughs> a um, lot of let's get, things with Dark Phoenix, good lord. We we need uh, we need another Mystique. All right, I have my last one, bro. Oh, let's hear it. Controversy again. Controversy because I say, I dare I say, in eight separate iterations of this character, he has never been played correctly. That's that's my stake on this. That's where I'm going with this. I'm gonna ma- get a lot of people mad because I'm almost certain everyone has a favorite. Make them mad. We we need a real, a perfect, an actual Lex Luthor. My man said it. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. Times, yes. We need Lex Luthor. Now let me explain to you why they've been getting Lex Luthor wrong all this time. They have been focusing too much on the businessman. Of Lex. Now, Lex is a tremendous businessman. That's how you get um, LexCorp. But I think one of the most interesting parts of the Lex Luthor character is his intimidation because Superman exists. Lex Luthor is a character who believes that any man, given the tools, given the determination, and given the motivation, can be the Superman. But no matter what he does, he will always be in the shadow of actual Superman. So you have a little bit of, um, what's that called? Uh, like compensation, like, you know, that, that's going on with him, right? Where he's always, mm-hmm. he feels intimidated by the fact that he will always be second to this, this alien. Oh, wow. The second thing about him, he distrusts Superman. 
He doesn't understand why all of us are so down with this guy saving us. He believes that the human race is going to get worse because of their ability to relinquish all of their responsibility and give it to one guy they just found might be a good person. <laughs> That's there's there's something there. There's story there. A man who so says much. like you guys are way too eager. We know nothing about this man. You guys are way too eager to be like, oh, he's going to save us all. Oh, we don't have to worry. Superman's here. You know? Well, what if he isn't? What if he decides he doesn't want to be? What if he decides that he's against us now? All of you guys so quick to give up the human existence, the human experience, human evolution is going to stop because we're going to stop innovating. We're going to stop you know, just as a species, we're literally going to stop because we've put our hands up and said, Superman will handle this. Right. I've never got a Lex Luthor that, that personifies that feeling, that distrust and that um, feeling that you feel as if you're like, no matter what you do, you're less. And I, I'm dying for that. The closest I've ever gotten to something like this um, is the character Maxwell Lord in the Supergirl show. Mm. Um, I think, and he was incredibly compelling because he was like, I, yeah, I built fucking safe, safe, uh, safeguards against Supergirl. Like what happens when she goes rogue and then Kryptonians do show up and they're evil. So he's completely, you know, justified in being yeah. like, you see, that's why these safeguards exist. The second that these bastards want to make us their <laughs> slaves, it's a wrap. And not only that, you guys gave them the key. You never uh, once questioned what, who this person is. Like, we don't know this person from a hole in the wall, and you've literally given our entire species over to them. I need that yeah, Lex. I that do, too, because we, we've seen that Lex in, like, bits and pieces and shades of color throughout the animated, like, movies and shows. Yeah. Live action? No. Like, and like you said earlier, it's like he he's his his intelligence, like his he, it's more than just a business person. Like it's his personality yes. is what makes him so dangerous in his intelligence and why he's so driven to not just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Every man should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But if like if you're the Superman, you don't need no bootstraps to pull. But you can pull everyone else's bootstraps like, no, no, no. Yeah. You can depend on them because what if he decides not to pull them? What if he just says he wants to push your bootstraps or just get rid of them entirely? And yeah. he's got no shoes. Like yeah. or something, like you know, a hundred percent. I need and, that in Lex too. I and agree. like you, and like you just said, you know, you'd pull yourself up by your bootstraps. What happens when the man who believes for his entire life that all you have to do is pull yourself up by your bootstraps? What happens when that man realizes that no matter how hard he pulls, he'll never be Superman? Right. That's a that what happens. That crushes him in almost every other metric. He is a successful man. In almost every other metric, he is the like the, the epitome of what a man could be, the American dream, all that. And still, it's Superman that people want to talk about. It's Superman that people want to their autographs from. It's Superman that and so like I get again highlighting the business aspect of him. It's a very important part of the Lex Luthor character. But they seem to want to make him a shyster instead of making him so intelligent that he finds the loopholes through the deals. They make him more con man than they yeah. make him than they make him like super intelligent and and able to you know get in the midst of all that stuff. Um, and then I don't even know what the BVS looks. 
I don't even I... know what Jesse Eisenberg was doing. I feel like he was watching The Riddler, and he was just like, I'm just going to go do that. Right. And just be a little charismatic about, about it. Ooh, you know, hi, just... hey. <laughs> so he does the whole movie. Huh? <laughs> He's basically uh, Timmy Turner's uh, Bro, uh, you know that... teacher. Like, apparently, I'm like, you know, that, you know, oh, I, fu- oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, there's a super cut of that, right? Oh, for real? <laughs> there's a super cut of. <laughs> All his little, all his little, oh all his little God. next I'm not surprised. It's, I'm not it's, surprised. It's it's really really bad. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't think because we've not got a good Lex, I don't think we've ever understood him. Because we haven't got a good Lex, it's always just he. There, excuse me for getting politics into it. He's always just playing Donald Trump. You know, yeah. like like uh, like literally the epitome of evil 90s businessman which is kind of what maxwell lord in uh 1984 was playing you know what i'm saying like but he's not that though he literally can build the things that he's saying he literally can do the things that he's saying he literally does have the expertise and the business acumen to get this business where it's at like only second or maybe i sometimes even first to win enterprises you know their lex and bruce are called the one and two smartest people on earth you know, um, and so for that guy to just be some kind of shysty, I'm building beachfront property kind of guy, it feels like they don't do it's, it. They're not doing that wage. character justice. Yeah, yeah, it's entire. Because you could just be, it could just be a bad business guy. I remember in the Batman the Animated Series, they always had Roland Daggett. Roland Daggett mm, was always just Daggett. Like, yeah, Holy he never. Crap. That's he a never, big cut of it. Yeah, he never had any, any weapons. He didn't have any superpowers. He was just a he was just a, a shady businessman. And so Right. That's what I feel about Black Mask. Dude don't got powers. 100%. There are villains that you can just have be ruthless businessmen or ruthless criminals. Um shrinking Lex down to that is a, does a disservice to that character. And I think we sh- we should get a better one. Facts. And just like the rest of these characters on this list, every last one has has been dealt a horrible blow <laughs> and a disservice and injustice just slandered the names you dragged through the mud for decades yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. They, and they need a proper revamp update just justice and it happens look at our look at matt murdoch as now look at Car- charlie cox now is there man you know we got the rehab that we needed we people can eventually look at look at deadpool now as opposed to the deadpool that we had originally Ooh. gotten you know characters can be redeemed but ladies and gentlemen i want to let you guys in on a little secret we are in uh part two of a three-part series uh dealing with this last week we did the best castings to ever happen this week we did the worst portrayals of, of good castings or possibly good castings next week we are going to list characters you haven't even seen yet and who can be added to their various universes and really make them somebody worthwhile we're going to be naming some characters next week that if you haven't heard of either you will hear of them soon or you should make yourself uh you should make them known to yourself because they were going to be heavy hitters uh very soon uh, <clears throat> franklin richards <clears throat> um, but <laughs> but <laughs> you have to be on the next episode of the podcast to hear us talk all about that and the good thing is the major issues podcast drops every single wednesday absolutely free of charge uh knock on vibranium not for the free of charge for the wednesdays but um 
yeah, we're able to drop every single Wednesday. And it's thanks to you guys supporting us, sharing our podcast, telling a friend to tell a friend. The Major Issues Podcast, as you know, is available wherever po- com- uh, wherever podcasts are found. I was going to say comics are found. Wherever podcasts are found. I don't know how you found this specific episode. Maybe you found it at comicbookclick.com, which is smart. Comicbookclick.com is the one stop for every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Articles written by us is the quickest way to get to our merchandise store at T Public by clicking on that Shops CBC link. And if you hit that support comic book click link, it will take you all the way to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help support us, keep our lights on over here as we uh, try to afford the hardware and the software that it's going to take to produce new content for the brand new year in various different avenues. We've been able to do some great stuff with donations from, from fans like you. So consider the myriad of ways to support us. You can buy a t-shirt and we get a kickback from that if you buy it from our merch store. If you consider being a Patreon, you can give us $3 a month. 10 cents a day and we could uh, afford some of the fees that we pay for the various subscriptions that we have to cover the things that we cover. Um, and if you don't, can't do either one of those because times is hard. I get it. Recession. It happens. What's free of charge is word of mouth. Tell friends about Comic Book Click. Tell friends about the Major Issues Podcast. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you want to tell complete strangers, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and to find out what you like and what you don't. And it also brings other people to the podcast, especially if it's a high-ranked podcast. I think we're currently sitting on like a 4.6 on, which I don't know who, I don't know who had the gall <laughs> to the nerve. To uh, give us something less than a five. No, I mean, be honest, uh, you know, uh, if you guys want to. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, five stars helps us out tremendously. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read our last review. A must listen. George and Dan are a great listen. Uh, that was Dan the comic book man. They keep me interested every minute of the podcast. And if you're missing out, I'm sorry for you. And that was five stars. So, yeah, we have a one one star review. But they, they were cowards. They didn't even... Uh, they didn't even write a review. We have uh, six glowing written reviews on our iTunes, our Apple podcast stuff, all five stars. Um, so get on it. Uh, help us find more people like us to talk about all this kooky and crazy stuff. We also want to bring the conversation to you. Just because we do this podcast once a week don't mean you can't talk to us about all the things you want to talk to us about, just reach out to us on social media, facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click. You can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're at major issues, CBC on Twitter, but now on major issues, CBC on Twitch. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have entered the Twitch space and it's a fun little place to go. We've gotten a handful of followers. We've done a bunch of streams um so try to follow us on twitch i actually have to add that link now to the other links in the in the description of the episode but yeah man we're starting there now we got some games coming up man you know we'll have wolverine game we'll have spider-man coming up soon um uh, suicide squad kill the justice league will be out i think this year uh but in the meantime uh, hopefully i'll be getting on gotham knights soon midnight suns um i just finished playing through deadpool that thing was frustrating me yesterday bro <laughs> that the, i'll get towards the end of that bro and like the last 20 minutes of that that stream i said not a word because i was just focused on beating it because it was beating my ass but we got past it as we do and we got past it together so join us 
everywhere that you could find us. And I'm not the only one hanging out on Twitch. Hey, Rob, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Uh, I'm out here on Twitch. At, oh, you can find me at Omega Avenger 26. You can catch me and my friends and, you know, catch some of us catch, doing some of the craziest things that are out here in Call of Duty, Halo, you know, uh, what else do we do? GTA, you know, and, you know, we also got Star Wars games coming out. Check me out on that and possibly some voice acting. Maybe. Boom, boom, boom. Good, because I've been I've been doing this when I played Telltale Batman. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if I have a future in it. But um, yeah, bro, we are multi-talented here. So this is exactly what's going on. I'm gonna give you guys the, the skinny. We are multi-talented here. We're just trying to put the energy in the right location in the right direction but you're going to be seeing some brand new content from comic book click in various forms and hopefully a rob is able to join the stream maybe we could double team on a stream bro get on this gang gang we gotta play avengers gang, for gang. xbox gang gang that's it bro gang gang we gotta play uh avengers for xbox bro and just uh world of wakanda it up start whooping people's asses um <laughs> i know i i think it's on game pass now hmm, hmm. but yeah i think so yeah the future is looking bright, uh, so make sure that you follow us wherever we are, um, and that will be it for this episode, but my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I'm Aaron Robinson, a.k.a. Aaron Rob the Marble God. And this has been our characters that need a reboot episode, and remember, whether or not you were cursed with bat nipples, look like a Goomba, or they made the super suit green. Whether you were uh, played by Nicolas Cage, uh, were lost your African accent, or got Wade Wilson like Taskmaster, put all of that to the side. Brand new year, brand new you, and as long as you're listening to this, you're part of the clique, which means you have to remember that you, yes, you are worthy. Worthy. <laughs> <laughs>